Ever wonder what happens when we go on break on Twitch? Well, you'll never know unless you're a member of our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash radio for the $10 level, you'll get access to everything that we cut out. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio 502. It is the 17th of July, 2019. Don't know why I'm so focused on the date. And I am joined by three very lovely young gentlemen. However, none of them are Eugene, and the reason why you have to deal with my paltry imitation instead of Eugene's dulcet tones is because he is currently at the hospital delivering a baby or helping to deliver a baby. So um, that's a thing. But I am joined by a very special guest, Mr. Matt. Would you like to say hello for us? Yes, hello, hi, my name is Matt. I am very uh, appreciative for you having me on the show this week. I have a lot of salty Nintendo things to get off my chest, so if this is the place where I gotta do it, this is the place where I want to do it at. This is well, typically the place where people is, do that. This is this is not the podcast where I complained about Breath of the Wild for a solid year and a half, my friend. So. Oh I, goodness. Yeah. Um, I also have two more regular hosts with me. Um, Stephen, how you doing, buddy? Oh, we're doing good. We don't have any issues here. Our produced li- version listeners, nothing is different than normal. You don't. Nothing to see here. And speaking of whatever Justin just cut in with, Justin, how you doing, buddy? Good. I am in the middle of making or rather remaking a Mario Maker level. I am listening. I am speaking. I am also slightly um, preoccupied. Oh, Justin, that's hilarious. You know that we never, ever, ever in a million years would be playing video games while we're doing the podcast. (laughs) Well, with that, we will be right back. We are actually going to start this podcast by talking about some cool Mario Maker levels that we've discovered since the game launched. So we'll be right back. Hopefully one of them is mine. What's that sound? It's a new challenger approaching, and it could be you. Go to patreon.com slash radio and you could be the new challenger on our show. We are back. We're listening to Mario Galaxy music and we're ready to talk about Mario Maker. But before we do, we just want to give a little thank you to our amazing producers. We have five of them at the moment. And um, really, I mean, you guys, you guys do a lot for the show, so thank you for that. We would like to give a thank you to Andrew Searson, Phantom, the Brianosaurus, EP Knothead, and Sky Pharaoh. Thanks for being you guys. Um, all right, well, with that, why don't we talk a little Mario Maker? Um, anybody want to kind of kick this thing off? Who's been playing some cool Mario Maker levels? Um, Matt, well, I may as well start off? talking. Oh, okay, go ahead, <laughs> Okay, yeah, Matt, Matt, special guest. Go ahead. Yeah, let's start with uh, guests. Give us one of your 15. Man, okay, so there's a lot of really cool levels that I've, you know, like, when it came to Mario Maker 1, um, I played quite a bit of it. I, I made a lot of levels in Mario Pick, uh, Mario Maker 1, but I kind of fell off the bandwagon, I would say, pretty quickly. Like, when it came to making stages, like, I always felt like I was going into it with, like, too grand of an idea, and I could never do what it is that I wanted to do. It just never really worked out the way that I wanted it to. And... 
when Mario Maker 2 came out, I kind of decided that I was going to spend way more time playing other people's levels to get ideas, to kind of see what it was that I was enjoying or not enjoying. Like, me personally, I love to play levels that are nothing like regular Mario stages, but I love to make stages that are a lot like a regular Mario stage. Like, yeah. that's what I've learned about myself, right? And one of my favorite stages that I really like that I played, and it's a Japanese name, so I couldn't tell you the name of it, sadly. <laughs> but I would love to share the code with, uh, maybe I'll do it in the chat. That might be the easiest place to do it, because I have it pulled up right now. But it's 01, and this is going to be bizarre. So if you're. Uh, you're Hang on, I'm going to write these down. 01T 17J SWF. That classic name for a stage you know that one obviously but um the reason why i like this stage so much is because it's in a ghost level and the theme of it is that every time you hit a p block it creates light so you can see where you're jumping to because it's a a ghost stage in the dark so you hit the light you can see where everything is and then you have to make yourself through the level and everything it's it's kind of simple in a lot of ways but it also has kind of a fun generic uh you know novelty to it and that's what i like about it so much so that is one of the stages that i really like and my my, my rant and ramble when it comes to all that is kind of me trying to say like i like creating very basic simple generic mario style levels but i love playing levels that could never have been created without the tools that Mario Maker gives users and stuff. And I think that that's just really interesting. All right. Um, well, since I have probably played the least Mario Maker of all of us, I'll just kind of jump in real quick. Um, I'm oh. actually... I just heard the jingle that I think means that we just got a new follower? Oh, look at that. Etch Games is following you guys. I know Etch Games. They're, uh, they're a pretty cool person. Nice. And you know why they're cool? Because why? they're following you guys, and only cool people follow you guys. You know, Therefore, you're right. I, yeah, I, I am right. Have, I should have thought of that, but I appreciate thanks, that you thought of it instead, so I didn't I got to. you. I got you. Don't worry. Well, thanks for the follow, Edge Games. Um, so, again, my level is also Japanese, at least one of them. So I'm not going to be able to um, give you the name, but I will also give you the code in the spirit of sharing, and that is 9BS1BDKGG. Um, this is a really chill fishing level that I thought was a blast. Um, you basically just, it's, it's three different segments of fishing. You start out and there's like all these cheap cheeps in a pond. And there's a couple that are big and a couple that are small. You hit the block, it kills the music and gives you that like relaxing meditation music in the background. Mm -hmm. And the crane just starts going down and it hooks random fish and you gotta bop the fish when they come up and eventually you hook a big one and you get the key. It's all kind of random chance based on when you activate it. So it's a lot like real fishing, but um, it's a cool level. It's really nice to just kind of veg out and chill to. Um, um, I had another one that I wanted to talk about that I've already recommended in our Discord. I don't know if you know, Matt, but we... Um, there is a our, recommendation. In your, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, in our Infendo Discord, we pin, like, all of the courses we make and the courses that we think are cool. Mm -hmm. So, like, come download some free courses. But um, this one is in English. It was made by somebody in Australia named Matilda. Um, Suntouch Sanctuary. Really cool stage. The ID for this one is 78K... JP3CYG. And that one is basically just you're climbing up this big desert tower. And when you get to the very top, you get one of the mega mushrooms that lets Mario like break bricks and stuff. 
and then you start noticing that there were these little breakable bricks all throughout the level and you collapse your way back down the tower until you eventually get to like the basement really cool design and it actually feels like a mario level it just feels like a mario level in like a game that was never made so mm -hmm. sorry justin what were you going to talk about um, actually, I was just going to start talking like I never started talking before. So, well. <laughs> so, so whoever is editing this, just pretend I didn't start before. Um, so I uh, probably haven't been playing nearly as much Mario Maker as you guys, but I did uh, play a little bit a few nights ago and found some really cool levels. The first one that popped in my head when we talked about this topic is one called Beanstalk Fairy Tale, which is basically like a recreation of the story of Jack and the Beanstalk um, except with Mario but it's really clever because you start out you know on the ground and there is like a, what looks like a house or whatever on this you know that you come out of and then you see all these vines going up and you climb up the vines and they it's not just vines going up they go off in all directions and you know it really looks like kind of a very naturally occurring thing and you climb up and there are obstacles and enemies on your way up the beanstalk and then when you get to the top you enter a giant castle where everything is giant and you go by you know all the all the you know i don't know if there's a goose that lays golden eggs but i know there are you know just various like large scale things that imitate you know you're in the giant's castle and um I think at one point you actually defeat the giant. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've played it, but I was very much impressed with the theming, the design. Um, it wasn't super difficult, but it was still like challenging enough that I had fun. Um, and the uh, course ID is 448BVNSVG. And that is called Beanstalk Fairy Tales. So that was one of the first ones. It amazes me how many like awesomely... Um, designed levels came out within days and even hours of the game's release like yeah, yeah. I, it takes it takes me mm -hmm. it, it takes me like weeks to perfect a brand a, like what perfect a new level like i'm recreating levels right now but it took me weeks to create those in the first place so i just i just found the other stage that i wanted to talk about because i thought this was so cool um, going off of what you're talking about, about a fishing game that they yeah. created within Mario Maker and stuff. So this one is a table tennis game. I've played a few of those. And yeah. I think that they're just so, like, entertaining. And, like, they just absolutely, like, they they encompass this idea of, like, creating a game within a game, obviously. And, like, using yeah. the tools that they have at their disposal. Like, I just think that stuff is just really interesting that you can actually, you know, take the tools in this game as a maker game, obviously, and then build something that was just not intended at all. I love the fact that in this iteration, like, uh, I love in the I love that the Mario Maker games, both of them so far and stuff, have given you the ability to do stuff that you're not capable of doing in a regular Mario game. I think that's so important because this is not like a cut and dry um, experience. Because if it was, I don't think there would be nearly as many good stage ideas because for the yeah. most part, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to speak for the entire entity of the internet, but like for the most part, we're not, you know, celebrated Nintendo creators. Like mm -hmm. out of all the fun levels that I've played, out of all the fun levels I've played by, by many, many, many different creators, I have never played a stage that is as good or better than a standard Mario level. 
See, I've played two or three, but it's a rarity. And when I find them, I usually save them. Yeah. I've, I've been downloading. Yeah. Oh, and a PSA to that um, while we're talking about that. Um, turns out that downloading stages in Mario Maker 2 is not a permanent thing. What? Um, if huh. the stage gets deleted on the server, it still removes the download. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I had one of my stages do that. It was like a desertified version of 1.1, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the creator pulled it, and it was gone from my downloads, too. They said because it was removed from the server. Wow. So you can... They are they are truly downloaded, because I've gone out like where there's no internet, and I've yeah. played my downloaded stages. But when you connect back to the internet, if one of the stages got deleted, yours is going to get deleted, too. So just a little heads up. Don't get don't get so attached that you think, like, I'll never have to lose this stage. I'll never yeah. lose it. Could, it could happen, and they only have 32 a lot stages to upload per user so Eventually, i can see a lot of that could. happening yeah yeah but yeah no so going, um, oh go ahead steve um so going back to what matt was saying about a game within a game um i found a stage and if i remember right it was it was a super mario one and i don't have course ids i'm sorry i'll try and gather those and put them out in a document or put them in our discord or something but what it was it was one of the recommended courses and it was a race <laughs> where you had to race a turtle shell in three different areas, and obviously the goal was to try and get, you know, first place on all three races. But if the turtle shell hit the top of the... Th- or, so the top of the bottom, I think it was the top of the stage before you did, it would activate an on-off block, which would block one door and open another. And depending on how many ra- how many laps you got first on, it would spit you out a different pipe for first, second, or third place at the end of the stage. Those um, are so cool. I just like, thought that was those so are just cool. So interesting. Yeah, like the ideas I, that yeah, people that's... have. I wish I was half as creative as people. I've, I see. I'm a little jealous too because, um, I mean, like this is what I'm supposed to be good at, but I still always end up <laughs> defaulting to trying to make like, like my thing is trying to mirror Mario levels, and I always right. end up making them a little too hard because I think I'm a little more into the hard levels than most people so i always you're, end up you're with like good a, at games yeah i always end up with like a five percent clear rate instead of like you know the the mm-hmm. goal of like a 20 or whatever but um one last level that i really liked and this is the last one that i've got on my list um this one it was in the popular list for a long time it probably still is so it's probably not even that rare or hard to find um the code is gr 7 m 0 slg it's called mario the gladiator um, it's basically, you remember the glitz pits in, um, Paper Mario 2, where you just go and you fight enemy after enemy after enemy? It's kind of like that. But it's the way that they worked in, like, the whole storytelling thing with it that's really cool. There's these Koopa Troopas up at the top of, like, the gladiator pit that are cheering for every match. Every time you get in, the crowd in the front pumps up, and they're all, like, you know, pumping their fists and screaming and everything. And then toward the end, one of the enemies is like a cluster of bombs, and they kill the entire audience. So then for the last round, the audience is all dry bones instead of Koopa Troopas. And the fights just, you know, they progress and get harder and harder, but it's like a storytelling mechanic, and it was really well done. I, uh, I don't know. I was really impressed by that one. So. Sorry, I was just going to say real quick, there was another one I had played that was modeled after a Gerudo Desert. Um, again, Mar- Super Mario Brothers 1, I seem to have an affinity for finding those ones. Um, but it actually had, it, it had like this puzzle pyramid that you had to solve within there. Um, and it took me a good 45 minutes to figure out all those puzzles. 
And some of them are like, okay, get you stand on the one end of the teeter-totter, and it'll push something up, and then that will activate when an enemy hits it to open a door to somewhere else. Like, it was just really well done. Nice. So, and again, with, I, I think I can get the course luck. IDs for those. Oh, well, if you find them, we find them. But, uh, you know, with any luck, we'll be able to start <laughs> making courses halfway that good at some point. I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> I would say that's the goal for sure. You know, so I've I've made two courses. Um, yeah. And the two courses that I made, the first one was definitely me getting my feet wet and stuff and, like, trying the mechanic of, like, needing to have a goal to be able to defeat the level, you know, have 100 coins and stuff like that. Yeah. And what I did is I, I had this level that was created underwater, and then I just took all the water out. Yeah, I did yeah. I did something similar. Which is so much fun because you keep the 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 uh, the rhythm of what the underwater world had, but then you're able to do it in a completely different setting because you have the ability to like platform. Okay, so I did the opposite. I started in a I called it wet dry desert. I started in a desert and I put a switch at the at the in at the. It's hard to explain. You start out in the desert, you go across a level that's, you know, like a desert level, and then you go in the pipe, and it's the same level, but it's all underwater. And then you swim back to the start, you hit a switch, you go down the pipe, and then all of a sudden you can get to the end of the original level. I yeah. actually, one of the original uh, Mario Maker levels that I'm recreating right now um, was something similar to that. Um, not using water, but using the size mechanic where you can make things, you know, enemies bigger and smaller. And it was all based on puzzles where you had to figure out, A, how you turn the level from, you know, there are pipes that turn the all the enemies from giant to small. And you have to, A, figure out where they are, B, figure out when and where you're supposed to switch it so that you can solve a puzzle that will let you progress to the next area of the stage. And, uh... Yeah, I mean that's those are the kind of things that I love where you really have to kind of think your way through it. Um, Here's the thing that I, I find to be interesting in this conversation that we're having, and then also based upon one the stages that we found, the stages that we've enjoyed, like all those kind of bits and pieces to it, is why do you think it is that okay, so for instance, in one of the stages in that first stage that I created, I created a platform um uh, uh challenge where you could either throw like a turtle shell and then you jump off of it and I'll give you enough height to get to the next platform. So, you know, just a very, very minor challenge. But when it comes to most Mario games, these sort of challenges are not created in, an, in a normal Mario game. Like Mario Maker is definitely this place to create these challenge stages. Why? So two questions, and I know this isn't like the question block, so I apologize. But still, <laughs> I want to know your guys' thoughts on this because I, I think it's so interesting. Why? don't we see creative ideas like this from Nintendo more often? And two, do you think the average Mario fan is interested in this sort of stage mechanic stuff? Or is it more just like us, I don't know, quote unquote, seasoned Mario veterans? Like what, what is it that means to us? Because we I, all agree that these stages are fun, but they're not as good as a standard Mario level. I think it's a combination of accessibility for every player, because obviously the more challenging you make a level, the harder it's going to be. And Nintendo's striving for levels that would have like a 90% clear rate instead of like a 5% clear rate. So I think that comes into play, um, which is why, honestly, I found some of the, the most Nintendo-like stages that I've played are in easy mode, actually, because those are the ones that have the really high clear rates because, you know, they're actually like doable but um i think the other thing is just kind of nintendo's insistence on like a reliable brand 
Like, you know, Nintendo's always been big about that. And I think that going too far, too far outside the box for them is like a big challenge. So their only real opportunity to do that is by creating a, an offshoot like Mario Maker, where it's like, okay, it's Mario, but it's not really Mario, and everybody who's buying it knows what they're getting into. Because if they just started making Mario games that, like, went off the beaten path, then, you know, for every happy fanboy out there, there's going to be someone who's like, they've ruined the game, and they've yeah. ruined what my childhood represents, you know, that kind of stuff, so. Very true. All right, well, that's more than enough Mario Maker 2 discussion for the night. However, we still have um, the matter of a little bit of breaking news. Breaking news. What he said. Um, and Justin, you actually brought it to our attention via our private Discord, so would you like to be the one sure. to break the news? You're um, hot off the heels of the, uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, Nintendo has announced another hardware revision. Um, this, however, is not going to be a form factor revision, just kind of a minor hardware update, um, swapping out a couple of chips and basically improving battery life. Um, I, think, I can't remember what other features there were. I'll look that up that, while I'm talking. But um, That's, yeah, that's so about Nintendo, it. It's, it almost it, doubles the battery life. Yeah, and it's basically, I mean, it's not even a, it's not even a new skew per se, it's basically just an update, it's basically going to phase out the current edition with a newer, more improved edition, and um, if I can throw my personal opinion in there, this is the Switch that I want. I just want (laughs) something exactly like what I've already got, but works a little bit better, and, uh... And yeah, that's that. I, what I'll probably end up doing is getting one of these babies for myself, and uh, you know, handing down my old one to the kids. I really want to buy it, but it seems like you know I, I could trade in my old one, but you know, I don't know. It just seems like a headache, and it seems like the kind of thing that I won't end up doing. But the extra battery life sounds lovely. Yeah. Can I just say how much this sucks? Because I was already planning on buying a Switch Lite, and now I have to buy another proper Switch too. Well, the why nice thing, Nintendo? You, why? You well, don't well, the nice have thing to though, buy any of it. <laughs> well, and the nice thing, Steve, is even if you do have I do. to buy it, you can probably, like I said, you know, sell off your old Switch. You know, I mean, you can yeah. probably make about 150 yeah. bucks on a used Switch, and then you can buy the new one, the mm-hmm. the, the the essentially the exact same Switch, Switch but just with better yeah. power for you know. So this right. is technically the third revision of the Switch. So there was a I don't know if you oh, guys Oh right. Yeah, they they changed they swapped the chip out to kind of uh fix the piracy issue, didn't they? Yes. So if you have an original Switch, I would highly recommend you hold on to that because if you care about these sorts of things, one, you know, eventually the Switch will die off and we'll have the Switch 2 or the the switching it up or the the Switch McSwitchers. I don't know what the next one's going to be called, but um, or the Switch U. Let's be honest, Nintendo will screw it yeah. up. Anyways, uh, if you care about that sort of thing, it, you may want to go back for like uh, the novelty value of either home brewing or whatever have you and uh do that sort of stuff you can't it'll be much more difficult on the uh newer ones where the older one the first generation which i'm assuming we all have um is such an easier way to do that so i would recommend keeping a hold of that first and foremost um but also i i'm happy that there's a revision of the proper switch because i think the switch light is not a good i i don't think it's i don't think it's good i don't like the idea of the switch light i think it is 
It's interesting because, like, normally, right, like, these sorts of things happen. Look at the Wii U, for instance. I think that a Nintendo fan base was interested in the Wii U when it first got released, and it was very interesting, and it caught a lot of us with a lot of attention, and we were excited for it. But the general public were not really excited for it, and they were confused, blah, 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 so have you, all these sorts of things that were kind of pushed the narrative by media and gamers alike, both on the internet and then also on, like, gaming sites and stuff. Uh, the Switch Lite, to me, is a lot like that thing that happened with the Wii U, where by keeping the name Switch in the title, it is essentially right. lying to the audience of what it actually is, because it's not a Switch. Well, it's not a Switch. It's exactly. What, right, what did exactly. Steve say was trending? It's a stay or whatever? Or a, what, I what think it should it? be called a Switch Stuck. That's what I think, because... <laughs> Because you're always stuck in handheld. Like, you can't even use a Bluetooth controller with this in, in uh, tabletop. You can't... Like, it is taking away so much that I think that the only novelty to it is the interesting... Like, I feel like this is going to be the case where we had with the new 3DS uh, models, where we had the smaller version with yeah. the uh, changeable uh, faceplates to make it kind of customizable. And then the larger one, obviously, uh, had its own kind of novelty to it for other reasons, being larger and stuff like that, obviously. Um, but it's so... Like, even Nintendo 2DS did a better job of marketing itself to make sure the consumer right. was aware yeah. of what it really yeah. was. And I think that's yeah, so they interesting. Yeah, cha- they changed the names so that people would know. Hey, of course, the problem, the only confusion that that really caused was as somebody who worked... Can I play worked, my 3DS games on the 2DS? That wasn't even it. Um, I worked in a game store when the 2DS came out, and the problem was um, the casual consumer were already calling the original DS the 2DS, so <laughs> that just created more confusion for, for them. But, um, yeah, I mean... The 2DS, as much as I despise its existence for removing what I thought was one of the most, you know, unique features of the 3DS, at least they were upfront about it. Calling the Switch Lite a Switch, yeah, I agree. Just kind of, it, it, well, it ruins the branding of see, the system. See, I have, I have some contention with that because I do agree that the term Switch is a bit of a misnomer compared to like 2DS. But they are still calling it a Switch Lite. You know, they're not calling it, like, Switch version 2 or, like, you know, but some kind of... But it still says Switch. Yeah, what I, and I, what and I know. That's the whole point is because you're switching from and the TV to And the I guarantee little, you the logo is... Yeah, I guarantee you the still logo gonna be, is still going to be the yeah. yeah the the Joy-Con logo with the thing dropping down into it, and you can't do that. So yeah, it's just it's just not something that really bothers me that much. It's um, not that it bothers me. This is the weird thing about being a Nintendo fan, and especially yeah. being on a podcast that is based around this this idea of, of Nintendo fandom and stuff, is that I care way too much about the branding because yeah. it worries me that Nintendo is going to screw something up and we're right. going to be put back in the age of the Wii U or something thing where we were so desperate to get video games that it became difficult at times like i know we enjoy the indies and we enjoy this stuff but like i have loved the the triple a titles that have been coming over to the switch i have been loving the fact that i do not feel the necessity or i'm gonna get doom eternal on my switch yeah this is a wonderful place nintendo don't screw it up because so help me like i i that's this is the sort of stuff in my, you know, my, my very humble and novel opinion, that it can hurt the branding of Nintendo because little Johnny's going to get a Switch Lite and then he's going to be like, Mom, why can't I put it on the TV? And the mom's going to be like, you can't put it on TV because I, I 
don't know. And then they're gonna throw it. Let's and let's buy let's buy something <laughs> that'll let me put it in the TV. And then they put it in the thing that they and bought separate. And it's still yeah. It breaks. The whole thing blows up. The house blows up. That's what happens. <laughs> they throw it at the TV, and the house blows up. And then uh, <laughs> I can't I can't argue with that um, situation. I will say. Not about the Switch Lite, but about the Switch version 3 or whatever we're calling it. Um, that as much as I'm tempted by the longer battery life, I'm realizing that I don't think I've ever been in a situation where my Switch battery has run out prematurely. I've never actually had that happen in the sense of me being a responsible adult. Yeah, because you, cause you plug it in and you charge it when it's not in the system. And then when, when you bring it out, when you bring it out, you usually turn the brightness down so you get maximum battery life. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never run out of battery at a time when I really needed it. So I, I, don't, been, I don't know if I really need to buy you've never, that. I've been an irresponsible You've never ran a tent too. sale, sir. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, and I mean, again, I, I work from home. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's a thing, yeah. too. You know, I have the availability of always plugging yeah. my switch in. And, but, and, but soon, for me and soon enough, in my case, my kids are going to be going to school in, you know, about a month and a half. And I'll be I will have the entire house to myself for, you know, eight hours a day. So I'll be able to play on the TV. Won't even need the battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's something that for me, like I, I want it because it's like, oh, more battery life. Give me that good stuff, you know. But then, right. like, I'm, I'm going to end up not even using it. Like, I think I was one of the guys that swapped out his Wii U GamePad's battery when they came out with the batteries that had, like, you know, three times as much right. charge or whatever. And that was nice because the Wii U was like a freaking, like, you got like two hours out of that thing and it was dead. It was but, bad don't, times. Don't jinx me. Times. I'm using mine right now. And but I'm with not, the Switch. And it's on the charger. <laughs> with the beep, Switch. Beep, beep, beep. With the Switch, it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I would love to get it, but I don't think it's worth the combination. Yeah. Lately, lately, I've been really weighing both the time cost and the financial cost. You know, in addition to the fact that I'm not going to be able to do a one-to-one trade, I'm going to lose money on the deal. I also have to then do what you guys have been doing and going in and putting all my stuff on my card and then transferring it all over. And it's just, oh, I, it's, I don't know. It's it's even worse on a new system. Yeah. At least when you're getting a new memory card for your existing system, if you just back the data up on your computer, toss it on the new memory card, and toss it in, golden. On a new yeah. system, you have to actually you format to the memory the card and re-download everything from scratch. It's just, it is, it's just it a lot, days. and I know it's not. I know it's not. I know it's not a big deal, but that's the kind of stuff that just aggravates me to the point where it's like, I think I'm okay. I don't think I need a new system. So. I love the idea that the Switch Lite could be a portable system only. I love this idea. And then right. they come out with a quote-unquote Switch Pro that becomes a Switch home station, like a system for right. the home. And the switching happens between you as a person that takes your game information on the go with you between system. the two. But, yeah. but, so. but it, 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 we, it stop, stop, stop fantasizing right now because it's <laughs> Nintendo and they will screw it up. And it will not be yeah. seamless. It will as, not be flawless. So basically, and it will not be painless. As, so as basically what you're saying is you want a PlayStation Vita that transfers all of the... Sort of. Yeah. So as I've said I, numerous times, Nintendo gonna Nintendo do what Nintendo does. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just realized and I don't all of us be damned. Switch. I just realized I don't need the Switch with the extended battery because I'm buying a Switch Lite. That is going to be my handheld system. My regular Switch is never going to leave the, leave the dock. Battery is not going to be an issue. Do? What are you going to do? What do you mean? Do what am I going to do? The same game. See, the only game, it's the not... only game he's going to want to play like that is Minecraft, though, and that has cloud saves. So. Hyrule yeah. Warriors. But the cloud save. Here's the thing: is the cloud saves itself. We don't know. 
the the actual quickness of what the cloud save is offering in terms of like where the Nintendo. I know you work in IT. Well, we do for we do for Minecraft because he's freaking like yeah. done it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I'm I've already saying, messed that up. I'm not up. saying this is but, everyone's I mean, solution. Minecraft, Minecraft, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Minecraft I'm not saying I'm not systems. saying this is everyone's solution. But for Steve, no. I don't think it's going to be an so, issue. So. So, so let me do some splaining to you guys. Let me tell you what happens. Mansplain. Um, Please you, do. So here's what you have to do. It is convoluted. It is ugly. It is something I will do because I'm that type of person that likes You've the You've literally tech. ruined what, this idea already. No, no, no. What you have to do is first problem you have with the Switch, with the Switch ecosystem, as it were, is in order for you to play your games offline, your downloaded games offline, you can only do that on your primary system. Your secondary system has to always be connected to the internet to play your games. So that means your big switch has just become your secondary system. Your switch light is your primary. Then Welcome every to, time Welcome you finish, to friendship with Steve. Et, yeah. Every <laughs> every time you finish playing a game on your Switch Lite and you want to switch to the TV, you have to go to you have to, you know, close the application on your Switch Lite, it'll back up your save as long as you're connected to the internet. Then you go to your TV, you download your save from the cloud to your secondary switch, and you continue playing when you're where you left off. It's not gonna work on Splatoon, it's not gonna work on Pokemon, it doesn't work on Minecraft unless Animal you have Crossing. a realm. Not Animal Crossing either. Oh, fr- I did not think of that. I guess I'm not playing Animal Crossing see, on the like, TV. This is the problem. This is the uh-huh. problem is Nintendo can't do these things see, smooth. See, the thing is, though, this isn't a problem for me because this is my handheld and my console. So for Agreed. me, I'm with you. For, I'm me, with you. I'm, for me, I'm happy. It's like I got everything I need in one system. I don't need I'm to buy you. multiple systems. Like, like my, yeah, Switch the, is, my Switch is both. The so only reason for everything. me... To be interested in the revised Switch is because I'm. I know the kids want a Switch. I'm planning on getting them one for Would Christmas, you? and this just simplifies the matter. Because yeah. you know, I'll I'll take the newer, better one, and they can have the older, you know, slightly more beat up one because I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so, do you care? Or, or does it impact your decision making at all between the Switch Lite and this new Switch model? Like, do you have a preference on which one you would prefer to get for the... I'm assuming this new one is going to be for you, and you're just handing down yours to your kids. Yes, and... Okay. and no, so you're going to get the I new am, model, then, not I, the Switch Lite. I, I, yeah, I am anti-Switch Lite. Um, I, I like this place. This is yeah. a good place to be. This feels like... I'm oh, still man. buying a Switch Lite. I'm I don't Switch care. Well, it's because man. you're... <laughs> yeah, you, you're a consumer whore, and, and that's just what you do. But, um... But yeah, I mean, like I, I just juice. do not see the point in the Switch Lite. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. Um, I and the whole reason, you know, my my older kid was like, I want a Switch for my birthday. Well, if you get a Switch for your birthday, you gotta share it with your brother. Well, I don't want to share it with your brother. Well, you're not gonna be playing games on the TV in front of him that he can't play with you. It's like, oh, I don't want to play it on the TV. Well, then why do you want a Switch? You've already got a 3DS. You know, I mean, I understand the appeal of you know playing on the gamepad when the tv's occupied but you know the whole point of of two brothers having a video game is you play the video game together you know i'm not supplying you with something that you can further ignore your family for (laughs) all right all right well families are complicated and everybody's getting their own video game system but we really need to wrap it up there because we still have a lot more show to do tonight guys so 
let's let's say our goodbyes. We're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Goodbye, Switch. Have you ever wanted to know what kind of underwear that we're all wearing during the show? If you if you have, you can answer that question at patreon.com slash radio for $3. There's no limits. Ask what you want. And we are back from that hot-blooded debate. We bonded. We grew as men and boys alike. Um, but now it's time to play a game and abandon all that maturity that we just gained. Um, the name of this game is, it's actually kind of a spin on a game we've played before, and we played just last week. Um, we usually do 20 questions, but one of our listeners slash producers, the Briannosaurus, suggested that we do 20 answers, which is kind of a variant on it. We're still going to do the same scoring system and everything, but um, it's going to be based on me giving you guys answers as opposed to you asking questions. You will not be asking any questions during this game. The way we're going to do it, because I have the power of host duty since I killed Eugene and usurped his crown, is, um, yeah, he's dead, sorry, um, is every, every round that I give you an answer, I'm going to give you each one guess to choose the game, okay? So by the end of this, you'll each have guessed 20 games if you don't get it. So, you know, use those guesses wisely. Think them up on the fly. Please don't take five minutes per answer, because like I said, I have 20 of these up. Like, um, we're the, gonna... like the, the last round of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we're going to do eight rounds. Two of those are going to be Patreon suggestions. And as we always say, if you guys want to be a part of the conversation, you can for $2 a month at patreon.com slash radio. With that, why don't we get started? You guys ready to do this? Yes. All right. Well, here we go. Um, round one is a patron suggestion, and it comes from Malik Emrys. Um, and your first answer... And uh, again, the scoring system is the earlier you guys get it, the more points you get. So make that a thing. Your first answer is this game was released in 2019. Gentlemen, what game would you like to guess? This game was released in 2019. Yep. And we can't, we can't, we can't ask questions. Let's we can't see. Ask questions. And it's, and it's just Malik Emrys. You can, what you can ask me to... Trying? You can ask me to restate an answer like we do in 20 questions, but yeah, you don't ask the questions here. I just provide the answers. Mario Maker 2. You got 20 points! Congratulations! Yeah. Already. This game is okay, rigged. So, so also the way we're going to do it is if, you know, whoever answers first in that round just gets it, guys. So Matt walked away with an early 20. <sighs> nice job. Are there any repeats? I imagine I'm going to call my mom and tell her that I finally accomplished something. I'm really proud of you, buddy. You got a perfect score, a clean sweep. Um, no, but um, the next round is... Uh, oh, Steve's a, curling up in his blank getting called security. <laughs> you don't see me. This is a game that, this is a game that I picked. Um, your first answer is this game came out in 2006. Gentlemen, your games. Super Mario Galaxy. Is, are, are you going to call us, or do we... Do just, we just shout it out. You each get one per round. So. Sonic the Hedgehog? Nope. Good guess, though. <laughs> Advance Wars, Baton Wars. Nope. All right, your next answer is the main character wears gloves. Sonic Advance 2? Nope. Zach and Wiki. I want. Nope. I I I want to. Ask I want questions. to ask questions. I know it's so bad. <laughs> this is this is, this this is, is hard. Awful. Welcome to hell. 
literal. Justin, have you guessed this round? I no, I got yet. nothing. Okay, um, you can pass. Yeah, That's I got fine. nothing. Keep going. All right. Um, for eighteen points, your third answer is this game has sold over thirty-one million copies worldwide. So we're going for the game name, like the actual title of the game, correct? Like right. that is correct. So I would if have said, to say like Sonic and Mario at the Summer Olympics. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, there are there are obvious exceptions to the rule. Kay. If you said like Resident Evil Four, the pointy one with the Wii remote, I'd know you meant Resident Evil Four Wii. So like, okay, okay. Fun fact: it's not Resident Evil Four. I was so about to ask. Yeah, don't guess that. <laughs> I have again. No this game this has round. sold over thirty-one million copies worldwide. Nothing. Not, not Mario and Sonic at the something Olympics. I, no, I think I your, your, your your calendar's too uh, too far in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should I just go to the next one, guys? No guesses for you. 2006. Your character wears gloves. Released in 2006, sold over 30 million copies. Uh, is it possibly Mario Kart? It is not Mario Kart. No, that didn't come out 2006. I think you just got. I think you just got two guesses for this round, but nobody else yes. has guessed, so I guess it's oh. yeah. Um All right, this next one should be a bit more. You also notice the hints get a little bit easier as we go yeah, because okay, they're worth okay. less points. I like. This. Um, your next answer is this is a DS game. Sonic Beat Agents. Rush. No, that didn't sell well. New Super Mario no, Brothers? No. Yes! Okay. Matt's Dang good it. at this game. Ah. You know, I almost guessed that after you said no to Steve when he said Mario Galaxy. I'm like, I wonder if it could be a handheld game. <laughs> it certainly could. Um, well, Matt has 36 points right now. Congratulations, buddy. Ah, Matt, I don't like the you. The guest always wins. All right, guys. <laughs> this this next rigged. one, I hate to say this. This next one's... Then I, I feel like they get harder as we go. Those were the easy rounds. But anyway, um, your first answer for this one is this game was released in 2002. What was I playing in 2002? I'll give you a bonus answer on this one. My best friend at the time, Adam Agrisot, brought it to my birthday party and then took it back with him when he left. Oh my gosh, I should know this story. Uh... Super Mario Sunshine. Not Super Mario Sunshine. Good guess, though. Pass. 2002. Uh, Super Smash Whatever. Brothers Melee. Nope. All right. <laughs> um, this game first came out on the GameCube. First came out. Resident Evil 4. Nope. Yeah. Soul Calibur 2. Nope. Justin, any guess? Not yet. All right. Apparently, this game never had a Japanese release, according to its Wikipedia article. Hmm. I want to ask Joe? a question. <laughs> no. No questions. Only answers. <laughs> Viewful Joe? Nope. Good guess, oh. though. That had to have come out in Japan, though. Yeah, I was going to say. I still don't have a guess. All right. Nothing from you, Justin? Nope. All right. Um, this game was also released on the Xbox. Yeah, I can make these answers mm. as like vague or helpful as I want. So enjoy. An Xbox GameCube game came out in 2002. Never released in Japan. Metal Gear Solid uh, Twin Snakes. It is not Metal Gear Solid. Time Splitters Two. It is not Time Splitters 2. Time Splitters 3. 
It is not Time Splitters 3. <laughs> it's only like, God, I wish I could blurt <laughs> out another answer. <laughs> it's, right. because, it's because you're like, it's not Time Splitters 2. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, is right. it 3? All right, guys. Um, your next hint is that this game also, also had a release on the Game Boy Advance with a different title and gameplay, but roughly the same game. Well, that answers the que- that answers that it's not Time Splitters one. That is not an official guess. <laughs> yeah, Inf- information we could have used, you know, uh, earlier. Well, that's why the question, the answers keep getting, you know, easier. I'm having trouble not well, calling them. I questions. stand by. I stand by it. Time Splitters one because I've got nothing else. Not this Time round. Splitters one. I don't even know if that, that game never, exists. That never came out on an it Nintendo does. system. I had so. all three of them. Uh, yes, Matt, oh, yeah, you are right. so intent. Time Splitters if, if, 1 was a PlayStation 2 exclusive. All right, listen up, listeners, to That's the Produce show. If you're not watching the live show, you're missing out on Matt's incredible expressions as he goes through the five stages of grief trying to figure this out. So. Is it... Uh, is I'm, it... I'm distracting myself by designing a Mario Maker level. Is it, like, Panzer Dragoon? It is not Panzer Dragoon. Uh, I am not that topical. Um, uh, nothing from you then, Justin? Nothing. All right. Um, your next hint, and for 15 points at this point, this game was developed by Pipeworks Software. I really feel like when you say the name of this, I'm going to like be like, oh my gosh, I totally know what this game is. I know I've heard him talk about this because I remember his friend taking a game. I can't yep, remember what I remember the story. I remember nothing. I remember the story existing. I remember Pass. nothing else. Nope. I don't know what Pipework software is. Matt, you want to take a free guess? <laughs> no, I guess not. All right, not. we'll keep going. Um, the Game Boy Advance game, interestingly enough, was developed by WayForward. Crap, I should know this. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure we've, we, I'm pretty sure we've all played this game and we love it. Like, okay. we're <laughs> All right. What do we? I, what do we know? Two thousand. You get back to your I'll Mario. Just, I'll just. I'll just. I'll just list off all the hints. Yes, please. Two thousand two GameCube game that never had a Japanese release. Also came out on Xbox and Game Boy Advance. Um, it was developed by Pipeworks Software, and the Game Boy Advance version was developed by WayForward. Alien Hominoid. Nope. What? You're kidding! I was so sure. Good guess, though. <laughs> I still got nothing. Nope. All right. All right. Um, ooh, the hint after this is a good one. This hint is garbage. This game had multiplayer. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Pass. Pass. All right. Nothing. Gentlemen, for 12 points, this is a licensed game. Kind of figured Pirates of the much. Caribbean. Nope. Oh, you piece of crap. I was about to guess <laughs> another game name. Way forward. Be thinking pass. for next time. All right. Yep, pass. This is interesting given what Matt just said, but uh, for 11 points, the plot of this game is it involves aliens attacking the Earth. Destroy, Destroy all humans. humans. It's not nope. a... Beat you to it. Oh, no, that's not a movie license. Dang it. Man, man, you guys are dancing all around this one. It's incredible. Matt, you got a guess, or should we go to the next one? 
Uh, go to the next one. Yeah. All right. For 10 points, this game features four playable variants of the title character. I know this game. Like, I, I absolutely know I know this game. I know I know this game. It's so frustrating to, like, hear you speak and not be able to ask you a better question. Right. <laughs> to get You've to the lost point. me at licensed. What licensed game? is this all right well if nobody has a guess i'll move on to my next hint which Please. kind of carries off of this all of the variants are from different eras of this character's history oh no that wasn't gamecube though that was <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in the same boat <laughs> move to the next this next one's going to be next. a biggie okay good the license is based on a movie series we knew that I thought nope, we knew I that. was thinking comic book. Star Wars Battlefront 2. No. Is it Star Wars? Pass. <laughs> not a not a limonada? <laughs> Justin's thinking. He's, you've piqued his interest Yeah, I can't now. tell whether I should move on or not. <sighs> he's, he's looked up from the Mario Justin, Maker. do you have a guess? <laughs> Is it... Is it Lego Star Wars? It is not Lego Star Wars. All right, for seven points, okay, we got this, this. Is, this is a Japanese license. A Japanese license that was not released in Japan. That was on the GameCube. <laughs> yeah, wait, weird, what? Right? <laughs> yeah, Japanese license. And the Game Boy Advance Is this some Yu-Gi-Oh! something or other that I'm never going to get the subtitle to? No. Also, I don't, I don't need... Has movies. I, I will say I don't need the exact subtitle for this because there weren't yeah. a ton of games featuring this license at the time. So if you get it, you get it. But, you know. Fast and the Furious? Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, this game featured destructible environments. Enter the Matrix? No, because that was on PlayStation. Oh. Matthew? <laughs> All right, and I'm guessing Justin's good. <laughs> the only game I can think of from back then with the destructible environments wasn't licensed. <laughs> All right. Um, interestingly on enough, one of Matt's one of Matt's early guesses was Super Smash Bros. Melee. For five points, the tagline of this game ends with the word melee. Godzilla destroy all monsters. There oh it is. Oh my gosh! Dang Good it. job, Justin. Yeah, interesting. Woo, five points. Interesting. It didn't seem to have a Japanese release. I mean, it's it Wikipedia, didn't even release. So it, could be wrong. it didn't even release on the big Japanese console of the time, PlayStation Two. Yeah, but it's because uh, Japanese hate the Americanization of Godzilla. Of Godzilla. Yeah, I could see so it. It was actually a really fun game. I knew nothing I've, about Godzilla at the time, but I really liked that game. I've that's, always wanted to play it, but I never have. Yeah. Um, I will be right back, like, in 30 seconds. Be my that's guess. the be rare my one guess. that's on the GameCube, correct? Like, it's, it's more rare. I didn't know it was rare, but, um, yeah, it believe, is on the GameCube. I believe that the rare variation is the GameCube one. The Xbox is still very, is still uh, uncommon, but less rare in comparison to the GameCube version. So if anybody has a GameCube version of that game, send it to me. And I'll pay you nothing. So, fun story. I used the question block bumper 
instead of the 20 question one, so we'll use the, uh, or the 20 answer one. So I'll use the 20 answer one for the question block one. I quit. Shoot. <laughs> I just realized, I think I only recorded when we stopped recording on the last segment, but not when we came back. Must pull computer closer. It looks All like right. you were reaching through That must have looked really weird with these their stationary background. <laughs> uh-huh. Alright, I'm back. Okay, one okay. second. Lucas is taking some notes. Okay, um... Alright, let's go on to our next round. Um, I believe, is this one a... Yep, this is our second and last Patreon suggestion. This one comes from the Brianosaurus. Oh, you are Blucus. Wait, um, was the Destroyal Monster, <laughs> was that a Patreon suggestion? Nope, that was one of mine. Oh, okay, because oh, I was going to say, whoever came again. up with that idea did a fantastic job of being both possible and uh, impossible <laughs> at the exact same time. Thank so. you. I'm, I'm well known for that, even amongst my Mario <laughs> Maker levels. It's a common trend. I'm Good a little job. I'm a little nervous none of you will have heard of this Good game, job. but I, I I just kinda went with it. Okay, so so he gave me a broad suggestion and I had to narrow it down. So I narrowed it down to something I thought might be a little easier because I've heard of it, but it, it is what it is, guys. Let's let's move in here. Um the pinball game that involves moving a rock. No, but you could tell I felt sorry for you because for um your first hint I gave you that this is a licensed game. Alright. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. However, there have been so many versions of this game, I think thank I need to require much. like the actual game on this one. So, um, No guesses okay. early off? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can take a crapshoot. Batman forever. Nope, <laughs> it worked for Matt! <laughs> Alright, um, your number 19 hint is that this was developed by MediaVision. Licensed game, MediaVision. I've tried Batman Forever. I get, I get the feeling that MediaVision is probably a developer that exclusively develops licensed games. <laughs> he, he can't answer that. Yeah. That's one of his I'm answers gonna, that he's going to give us. I'm going to take a pass on this one. Okay, your number... Uh, okay. Your number 18 is that MediaVision is a company that only develops... No, I'm kidding. Um, your, your, your third hint is that this game was released in 2015. 2015, okay. okay. Game. Uh, Iron Man. Games? Nope, not Iron Man. <laughs> Epic Mickey. Anyone? It's not Epic Mickey. Okay. Oh, Disney. Disney did that. Well, Disney Mickey is licensed. Justin? He looks nothing. broken. Okay. I was waiting for either a pass or a nothing. Um, the next hint is that this game is coming to the Switch in 2019. Ghostbusters the video game. No, good guess, though. <laughs> I was very excited when I learned this today while I was doing this game because I've been wanting to pick it up and now I have a reason to. I guess that's a bonus hint for you. Dang it, and I saw a pass. Yeah, is it the one was, with the cat? That was the last clue, sorry, I was reading a text. Is it the one is it the one with the cat? The ninja cat? Is I I really don't think so. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's how you'd be describing this game if you knew what it was. Um, the the hint was that this game is coming to the Switch in 2019. Oh, okay, so I didn't miss one. Your next hint, however, is that this game is an RPG. Oh, Dark Crystal? No. Oh, no, I guess not. Huh? That was not originally 50. Okay. Eh. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. We don't judge here. We, we actually do. Oh. I don't. Is this SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom? No, but that would have been so clever because I really want that game. Oh. oh, but that's not an RPG. Dang it. Ooh. It also came out a lot earlier than 2015. Yeah, it's GameCube game, huh? No, was it a Wii? No, that was game? Wii. It was GameCube. No, oh, it was, was GameCube. It? Damn. Was it GameCube? It might have been Dang. both. It might have been both, but I had it on Possible. GameCube. Possible. Ah, okay, okay. Um, all right. It, um, oh, okay. I use this in, like, every round, I guess. Um, for 15 points, the main character of this game does wear gloves. But does the main villain wear pants? I know you can't answer I that, but I'm asking if, anyway. I, I couldn't figure out if there even was a main villain. I'm sure there is, but I couldn't find them on the box art. A licensed right. RPG. 2015. Pass. RPG licensed. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, your next hint is that in this game, you play as a hacker. Play as a hacker. Play as a hacker. You know, I'm pretty sure I just saw the trailer for this. Do you have a guess? No. That game that he just <laughs> saw the trailer I, for? I, yeah, yeah, that trailer game. I think you would... Let me put it this way. I think you would know if you saw the trailer. I think you would know okay. what the game... You would at least be able to roughly describe this game, so... The okay. only thing I can think of is Deus Ex, but that's not licensed. <laughs> that's just because I said that earlier. Okay, let me see if I made this a hint. Yeah, no, I did. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this one isn't very good then, but your next hint is that this game does have multiplayer. Is it Red Fraction? Faction? It is not Red Faction. Okay. I saw someone wrote that in the comments, so I kind of stole that. Phantom, probably, I'm guessing. Uh, the Bri Bryasaurus. I think, oh, huh. Stop. I think Phantom's that's really an old comment. Faction. Stop commenting guesses yeah, in it, the it chat. Was, it was an old, no, it no, was no. An it's old in the Twitch chat. He's cheating. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Am I not supposed to have that open? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're a guess. It's sketchy. How much damage can you I didn't do? Yeah, you're to, a like, guess. look at it's it to fine. get an answer, though. It's fine. It's fine. You're a guess. It's fine. All right, fine. guys. I'm just going to I'm just gonna keep chowing through keep these. Keep going. Um, okay. This game was developed by Bandai Namco. Bamco. So you now know that it's at least a little Japanese. Licensed RPG 2015. Uh, Dead Namco. Light. Dying Light? Nope. That's not Is it licensed, Dragon no. Ballsy? It's not Dragon Ballsy. Alright, this game is also available on the PS Vita, the PS4, and the PC. Steve? Madden. I know, right? I should know this. I'm the Vita expert. You're like the only one in this country that has a Vita, so... <laughs> nope, Persona? I don't know. Nope. No. Alright. Um, this is very much a subgenre that I would define as a monster catching game. Digimon. I, I don't know I any to, of the. Yeah, I think I, I think I have to give it to you at this point. Give it the is, man his It is absolutely points. Digimon. Um, <laughs> the the specific game, which is apparently, it's apparently really well regarded. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. 
So oh. very much looking forward to it. Oh, I've actually heard of that. That classic that gem. Yeah, I, I told never, you. I never I heard you. of that. Yeah, it's actually one of the more highly regarded Digimon games. I didn't grow up with Digimon, but I'm actually kind of excited for it. <laughs> Somebody in the chat just said I liked it. I apologize well, for doing a spit take without anything <laughs> in my mouth, but I'm that not, just is not something I'm, I'm not getting in. Pokemon, so maybe I'll start on Digimon instead. All right, guys. Well, um, Digimon. Digital monsters, Digimon Stop are it. the champions. Stop it. It is <laughs> already in my head. I do not need you Digimon. helping. So just a little and recap on like the Digimon. score for those of you playing at home. We, Matt is Steve currently us. has Steve currently has zero points. Justin has five. And Matt is close to him with a 46-point lead. Um, gentlemen, shall we continue? I like it. Oh, Need we continue I hate this game? <laughs> your first, your first hint. Well, we've got. Oh God, we got four more. So let's hurry it up. Your next hint is yeah. this game came out in two thousand and two. Good year. That was the year I graduated from high school. Vintage. Spider-Man Two. Nope. Good guess. Ooh. <laughs> I got nothing. Pass. Batman Forever. <laughs> nope. All right. Your next hint is that this game did come out on the GameCube. Uh, X-Men. Nope. Spider-Man 2. Nope. <laughs> Kirby Air Ride. I don't even know if that came out on the GameCube. So. It did. It, it did. did. Okay. It was a very good game. I had um, it on the Xbox, so. Your next hint is that this game also came to the Game Boy Advance. Spider-Man Spider-Man 2. 2. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pass. Oh, uh, GameCube, uh, Game Boy Advance, and 2002... 2002 Link's Awakening. Nope. Or Link something. No. Nope. Zelda. No. You nope. have you have no idea what year games come out, do you? <laughs> Not Link's Awakening, <laughs> but I meant the Zelda Four Swords. That's what I meant. That's what yeah. I meant. No. No. Okay. Good thing. I know things. <laughs> your Sometimes. next your next hint. This might be a big giveaway. This was an indie game. An indie game in 2002. I know a rare oddity. That came out on what? the GameCube. And the Game Boy Advance. Oh, Alien Hominoid. Yep! Yes! 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 Dang it, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. You added that was, after he No, I actually didn't. Was, I wrote all of these questions before the show started. I have to ask. I have to ask. Was one of your answers you were going to give us that it was a game that started on Newgrounds? Uh, yes, let me run down the entire list. For I want to hear this. Yeah, I actually, I actually also I sent this list to all of our producers so they could read along if they wanted to, or they could choose to play along with the game. Um, in addition to that, the next hint was the main character doesn't wear gloves. The game was originally released on Newgrounds. The game was originally a flash game, run and gun. The main character can wear hats. The HD version came out in 2007. The HD version only came out on Xbox. The devs also designed Castle Crashers. I didn't know that. The main character has antennas. One of the designers was Tom Fulp. It was developed by the Behemoth. The main character is yellow. He's an alien. He doesn't wear pants. And the initials of the game are AH. So I like this. That enjoy, was a good one. Enjoy your 16 points. 
Man, I All gotta right. call my mom. I have to call her now. I have to tell her I've accomplished so many great things. I, I would like to point I out that if Justin gets if Justin gets a perfect score on the next three games, he can still beat you. <laughs> Steve cannot, but Justin can. So I'll be lucky to get but an obligatory if, but Steve point. Can beat me. But Steve, you can spoil Justin's second place, so it's still a heated competition. All right, guys, like this that. next game originally released in the year two thousand and seventeen. 2017? That is 17. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nope. Think Monster Hunter 4. Nope. Uh. Uh, nope. <laughs> Alright, this game <laughs> is Spider-Man also too. coming to Nintendo in 2019. Coming in 1995. Only on Nintendo Ultra 64. Sorry. Pass. Ass. <sighs> All right. I thought you called me an ass. <laughs> <laughs> this game features DLC. That was, that was that was that was a hint. That was a That's hint. a BS that hint. That's yeah, a I know. Sometimes <laughs> I words. sometimes I do that. Those are words that you said. <laughs> I feel like Ass. we have to randomize the hints instead of having them being in a certain order. Yeah, so then I can give you, like, oh, the third word of the game is right off the bat. The. (laughs) All right. Um, Limbo. Nope. Good guess, though. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. I'm going to remove this one because the hint there was just that the game is coming to Switch, but who didn't figure that out? Um, The main character of this game does not wear gloves. Aren't you so sad at what you started, Matt? No, not at all. <laughs> he does Pass. not or does? Does not. Does not. I does also not. did not specify a gender, so please don't make that a big part of your mental process. Well, we probably weren't going to until you mentioned it. He specifically said he, so I had to counter that. For now, let's just say they. I love it when they have they babies. The ba- they babies. They babies. Yeah. All right. Um, this is an indie game, if you couldn't already tell. Indie game, 2017. Mm. Now it's coming in 2019 to Nintendo. Yep. They do not wear gloves. Indie game. Pass. Hmm. This used to be my realm. Pass. Many moons. <gasps> oh, Forager. It is not Forager, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. This game... Is it it Steve's Realm? That's a good game. That's a very good game, by the way. This game was developed in Unreal Engine 3. 3? Yep. (laughs) Is it that Flying Dragon game? It is not that Flying Dragon game. Is it? Lucas knows what I'm talking about. I'm is assuming it? Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, that's the one. That is like so far from being an indie game that was developed know. by Sega. Matt, would you is, like to make a guess? Yeah, but I don't know the name of it. Is it that game that's built to look like uh, old school first person shooters? I'm it's gonna like super fast and twitchy and stuff. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I'm pretty sure no. Okay. I believe it might not be. Okay. Uh, your next hint is that this game was funded through a Kickstarter. So I like that for like the last bad. the last like five hints. It's basically just been this is an indie game. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Did you know Pass. this was not a goodly published game? All right, well, we're going to go on. I'm going to get through the last indie hint, and then we'll move into some more substance, all right? Because I don't think you guys are going to be making any guesses based on the fact that this game was originally self-published. However, your next hint is that this game was later published by Humble Bundle. I love Humble Bundle. I know, they're so great. Is it uh, the deck-building game that they came out with? Slay the Spire? It is not that, but... I, I, I'm not going to give it to you if you say is it that one game where you jump on the thing? I was going to say, I think, I think the vague guesses are kind of cheating here. <laughs> is it that one game Humble Bundle published? Is it that game that you're thinking of? <laughs> is it that game that came out in 2017 that's coming to the Switch in 2019? Right? You know, the main character, they don't wear gloves, but... Right? Do, right? do you have that movie with that guy who was in that movie that came out last year? I said Slay the Splier, okay? Yeah, I it's not that. It's not that. Is that, a, right. is that an indie Humble Bundle game? Uh-huh. I thought it was. Can we finish this, please? <laughs> okay. Do you not have a guess? I do no. not have a guess. The You're main character of this game has brown hair. That helps in no way whatsoever. Narrow it down, bucko. Nope. Pass. All right. This game is a 3D platformer. A hat in time? A hat in time! Yes, what? Justin! Are they... It's coming to Switch? It's coming is to Switch a, in 2019, according, according to Wikipedia, which is where I get all my knowledge from, so... <laughs> the source of all knowledge and truth. That's what it said. I don't think it is! Ah. Wikipedia is never wrong. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not like it exactly. could be edited by strangers or something. Anyway, yeah, a hat in time. So, go Justin. I mean, um, for all we know, Lucas put that in there before he wrote the clue down, so, you know... Yeah. Well, that it was brings, true when he said it. That brings you up to a glorious. Wait, no, you have fifteen points. Not I was going to give time you time officially coming to the switch. Well, Ooh. you know, if like eight of those last clues weren't, it's an indie game. We, yeah, well, I might see, have gotten more the, points. Here's the thing: Matt wasn't supposed to blow this game out of the water, so the thinking was the hints would get progressively easier as we go, so you guys can get five, six, seven points around instead of twenty. Yeah, but Matt but broke the show right from the first Hashtag game. Blame Matt. Yeah, he just guessed Mario Makers. All right, guys. All I'm right, guys. Eugene, that's what we're calling this show. Hashtag blame Matt. Well, guys, how about we get through these next few? We've only got sorry, two sorry. left, so let's sorry. do it. Yep. yep um, let's do this it. This next game. Your first tint, you're going to love me for this. It's part of a series. <sighs> Lucas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Triforce Heroes. Nope. That's, that's part of a series. Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> nope. But that's nope. how you play this game, so good job, guys. Um, <laughs> this game was originally released in the year 2011. Skyrim. Yes, Steven. 19 points on the board 11, for you. 11, oh, great. 11. Now I'm I was working at GameStop yeah. during that release. Just so you know, just so you know, um, the last four hints that I had for this one were it has a lot of Nords, it has a lot of snow, it has a lot of shouting, and it has a lot of Elder Scrolls. Nice. So, I was hoping by then one of you would have gotten it. <laughs> one would uh, hope. Fallout. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I only have one game left, so if you're all ready to begin it, we will begin it momentarily. I have an opportunity to to take second place back anyway. All right, so it's a heated competition for second place, and Matt, <laughs> just sit there and enjoy your 62 <laughs> points. Um, this game has an R somewhere in its name. What? 
It has um, an R somewhere in its name. Yep. Batman Forever. Nope, but good guess. Tronic R. Nope, and not Trine either. No. This game's cover art is mostly black. Black. That's what I said. No, no, black, the game. The PS2 Does, game. Where's Does the letter R, R in that in title? It, yeah, it's called Black R Game. If it, when, it, when, when I, they release it in Japan, it did. Oh my god. <laughs> Braku. <laughs> Alright. This game Braku. is the second in its series. Trying to. Trying to. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> However, here comes your next hint. This game was not itself a direct sequel to its predecessor. Uh, nine parchments. Nope. I don't know why I'm thinking. <laughs> do we have? Wait. Do we have year yet? Kid Icarus no, of you have none of that stuff. Nope. Okay. Good oh, guess. Yes. Good guess. There's All right. R. However. This game itself does have a direct sequel. So just to sum up what we just went through, this is the second game in its series. It oh itself is not a sequel to the first game, but it does obviously take place in the same, you know, universe or series, but it has a direct sequel. So Phantom Hourglass. Enjoy all that. No. Super Good Mario guess. Galaxy. Nope. I'm proud of that Phantom Hourglass. That's guess. a good that guess, dude. Belt. That that did work. <laughs> Except I guess the cover art is mostly black. Except, <laughs> yeah, and and you know it is a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Oh yeah, I guess it technically is. Huh? Yeah, it and is, it is also far from Waker the second in the series. Spirit Tracks. I'm is proud a direct... of Steve. Goddammit, you don't take this away from him. Yeah, shut up, Justin. Nobody asked you. Shut up, bunghole. <laughs> bunghole. Matt, you got a guess? No, I don't got a guess. The cover's throwing me off. <laughs> right. All right. Well, your next hint. I need system. Is yeah. Well, good luck with that. I was a little trolly on this one because it was the last game. Um, this game bitch. is available on the Nintendo Switch. There's your system. Wolfenstein. Nope. I got nothing. All right, we're gonna move on then. Yeah. This this game is also available on the PS3 and the PS4, the Xbox 360, the Xbone, and the PC. Good lord. Yeah, I know it's a lot. It's on the Switch so now. So it's been remade it's a time or twenty. And the cover's mostly black. Cover is mostly black. What does that even mean? The only the, I, the only game I can think of where the cover is mostly black is Undertale, but that's not a sequel. Yeah, it's not that. In this in this instance, we're defining mostly as fifty one percent or more. See, I would use the word semi black. Okay, you can use that then. The cover is semi black. Honestly, the only game I can truly think of with like that's a, how we describe black Eugene. cover is like the special editions of like NBA two K eighteen. Yeah, well, it's not that. <laughs> so. And and if it if it helps at all, your next hint is that this game was originally released in 2011. So. Oh. oh, NBA 2011. No, sadly. <laughs> I'm kidding. No um, R. 
The Witcher? It's not the Witcher. I think somebody oh. guessed that already, didn't they? No, I that was going to, no, but then I realized that the one that's coming out on the Switch is not the second, so... Oh, is it? You just guess. Next hint, so I can make yeah. another guess. I know. Oh, Give me a hint, oh, so I can guess. Yeah, I I'm still struggling with this one. Go ahead, I pass. Matt, you got anything? Is it? This might be your last chance. Street Fighter. No, Matt. It's not Street Fighter. Your next hint is that this game came to the Switch in 2018. Nope. There went my guess. I was gonna say God Eater. No, good guess oh. though. I mean, you're still welcome to make another guess because you know you didn't really guess God either. That was all I had. Do you do you say that was if, all I had? Did, are you gonna say if, if this did or didn't get a physical release? That's actually the next hint. Holy crap! That's <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Phantom, for feeding me. I those got my notes. obligatory 19 points. I'm good. Stop <laughs> reading the chat. <laughs> I didn't read the chat. All right, guys. Um, for eleven points, this game does have a physical Switch release. That should help. That should help. It should. Like it should totally like <laughs> like me help. asking that question before you ask giving us this answer should mean that that in some way helps me get this better. You but apparently, think. it does not. <laughs> well, Pass. I mean, just so you guys know, we're about to hit the halfway point. And you're gonna get the genre, but you're free to guess if you have one. It wasn't. What oh, uh, can we Diablo. It's not Diablo. Can we get a recap on the hints? Yeah, um, since we're at the halfway halfway point. uh, The game has an R somewhere in its name. The game's cover art is mostly or (laughs) semi-black. The game is the second game in its series. It was not a direct sequel, but it has a direct sequel. The game is on Nintendo Switch. It came out in 2018 on the Switch. It's also on all the other major platforms going back to the PS3 and the Xbox 360 as well as PC. The game was originally released in 2011. It has a physical release on Switch. And your next hint is that the genre is an action RPG. Last Remnant. No. Oh, that's coming out this year. I was thinking Darksiders 2, but that's also coming out this year. Yeah. Darksiders War Chest. Mm. Justin? You already no, made that one's the first game I was, in the series. I was going to say South Park, The Stick of Truth, but that doesn't have a mostly black cover, so. No. Um, Nor does it right. have a sequel. Your ninth or, well, hint. it's not the second. You're or, right. Or, or your, well. hint for, your hint for nine points is that this game has a remastered version. Uh, Darksiders War Chest. No. That's the first in the oh, series. Oh, you're right. I was holding on to that. Like, it was, like, meaningful. <laughs> yeah, I was just rejecting you because that was what the rules stated. I wasn't like, you're going to get it, buddy. Yes. I know. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> uh, nice try, Matt. Pass, Lucas. Justin, you yeah, got anything? Pass. All right. This game was developed. This could be a big hint. I've never heard of them before. This game was developed by From Software. Oh, my God. I've heard of them. Oh, crap. It's, uh... Dark Souls. Oh. Da, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know Soul- the theme of Dark Souls, so I'm no, doing Game not, of Thrones. No, that's it. You got it, Matt. It's Dark Souls. Um just so you know, the um, number four hint was that this game has dark in the name. The number <laughs> the number two hint was this game has souls in the name, and I legitimately I'm going to come to you. I legitimately when- wrote this. 
<laughs> the the last hint is the game is freaking Dark Souls. Come on, guys. So. <laughs> I am going to come to you when I need to write hints for my twenty questions games. Yes. I love these clues. I, I love them. They're I great. appreciate that you appreciate them. I had a lot of fun hosting. <laughs> it was supposed to be Eugene's duty, but he's currently going through the um, extra bonus game of having a child. So, um, guys, that brings our final score count to Justin with fifteen, Steve with nineteen, and Matt with a humble low ranking seventy one points. Congratulations, you're all winners. <laughs> I'm just more of one. Absolutely. Justin, if, me and you together didn't beat Matt. That is if disgusting. this was golf, I totally would have kicked your ass. There you go. All right, guys, well, we will be right back after a word from these sponsors. Someone please sponsor us. You've heard the amazing produce show we have. You've never seen the stuff that we actually do when we record. You can do that every Wednesday night at twitch.tv slash radio. And we're back from 20 answers. Man, guys, that was a close uh, cutthroat round there. I really didn't know who was going to win. Um, yeah, however, mean, so tough. Yeah, yeah, it was hard, man. Um, Matt just barely stole it, though, so good job, man. Um, you know, still sweating. This still next activity, everyone's a winner, unless the questions are absolutely horrible. That's because it's question block. Um, as we may or may not have mentioned in a previous segment, you can go on patreon.com slash infendoradio, and for three bucks a month, you can ask us questions, and we'll answer them live on the show every week. Um, our first question comes to us from Schnazzy One, and Justin, you're going to read that one for us, so take it away. Yes, uh, Schnazzy One asks, what's your favorite 3DS memory? That's and I have hard. to think about I've this got, one, so... I've I've actually got one. Oh, um, Spoit... Spoiler alert for the end of Bravely Default, which probably no one has ever seen except me. So I'm just going to spoil it for you. You go through the whole game, and you're talking about like this godlike figure that everybody's worshipping throughout the game. And when you get to the final boss battle, it activates the camera that faces you, and you are kind of looking down on the in-game battle. I thought that was one of the coolest uses for the 3DS that I have ever seen. And as much as I want to bravely collect on Switch, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to reproduce that on Switch. I don't know how they would do even just that one section. So, that's mine. That is pretty cool. I like that a lot. Man, you know, really trying to think about, like, where I was in my life during the 3DS and stuff like that to kind of, like, get a good perspective of, like, what it was I was doing. Um, cause I had already, you know, let's see, the 3DS came out in 2000 and like 11 ish, 10. I thought it was more like 13. Wasn't was it? it 13? Was it a no, little bit later? It was, it I was thought... 10. It had to be nine or 10 because I was still working at radio. See, I was in college, but I thought I was, I cause it was, it was wait, 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 2011. It, it, I, I, yeah, I want to say it was 11 because I was still working at a particular job that I left in 12. So. And I would have been a junior uh, it, in college, which sounds right, because had, I'm pretty sure when I was a sophomore, Pokemon came out, and that was still a DS game. It had February to be, 2011. It had to be spring. Okay, I just okay, looked. I was going to say, yeah. it had to be yeah. early that year then. So We are the informed Nintendo podcast. <laughs> uh, so 2011, uh, I am, at that point in my life, I'm a father to one, married... Um, we just bought a house, and we're, I'm starting a new job, and I'm working at trying to make music and do other, like, fun stuff. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking that 
one of my like kind of going back and like remembering the fun stuff that I had with my 3DS. I think it was one of those first times because during the time that I had my DS, I I totally I I I had a, I had an R4 card. Please don't hate me. Who I'm didn't? Sorry. I had an R4. I I and I totally. What is that? I'm not even sure I fully understand it's, the conversation. It's one of those. It's one of those slot one flash cards that was commonly used for pirating DS games. Yes. Oh, and you said who didn't? Me, I guess. I don't have any judgment. No, no, no. I, I said just, yeah, I, I. I had one. That that was the reason. That was the reason my parents had DS lights. Was for the. Uh, we had a different version. I can't remember what one, but yeah, they same had a couple type. different. Okay, so I had an R4 and. By the end of the lifespan of the DS, because of the R4, I lost the value of what it was that I enjoyed playing video games because none of them had any specific... Uh, I, I didn't feel like I needed to spend time with something that I didn't pay for. So, like, I used it for piracy. I totally did. But, like, to me, it affected my enjoyment of the game because I didn't feel like I needed to put any time into any of these. So, like, I had a completely different, like, relationship with my gaming at the time. But the 3DS, because there wasn't an easy way to do piracy on the 3DS, and I wasn't interested in looking into it at the time or anything, um, I was buying games at a more regular basis than I had done previously. And I think the thing, my favorite, like, actual 3DS memory was probably, uh, man, you know what, it... I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like the first game that I like beat on the system because I feel like that would probably be like the biggest, like one of my favorite memories is that like I remember beating. I remember beating SteamWorld Dig, on the game on the 3DS when when that first came out. And I thought that was fantastic, and I remember thinking like this game is so much fun, and it like was such a small and contained idea, and it worked out so well. Honestly, like the 3DS in general, when it comes to, like the way that I I think of it, it, it brought me back to the idea that video games, their value and their worth, and like playing them all the way through, is something that's really enjoyable. I don't know if that counts as like a memory, but that's kind of like how I think of my 3DS nowadays. I'd go with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like games that made an impact on me, and I think, um, like. I guess I have a few favorite memories of the 3DS. Um, first one was the first time I actually got to play one. I was at a Best Buy. They had a display unit. They had um, Pilot Wings Resort, which um, I ended up buying and putting a lot more hours into it than probably most people because I thoroughly enjoyed it and I loved the 3D effect. Um, then I think second would have to be um, Super Mario 3D Land. I think that was the game that really kind of legitimized the system. It's so um, good. Yeah. It's it a really great is. Mario game, and it is a great um, sales pitch for stereoscopic 3D. Like, it just... the When 3D World came out on the Wii U, my first question was, why? There's no stereoscopic 3D. You're not going to be able to see where you're landing. Like, And that was one of the big things about that game is like you had such a great um sense of where Mario was in this world because of the camera angle because of the 3D effect and those 3D rooms they yeah. really were they, like there's no other way to experience the novelty and the greatness of those moments without the 3D like it, it really isn't yeah you go into a room and if it's in if you don't have the 3D turned on you don't know where the block that you have to hit is because it's lined up in a very like Escher-esque way that you know makes it look like it's here when it's really over there. But if your 3D is on, it's like, oh hey, look at that, you know. Um, 
Yeah, so 3D Land, like I, I've got to play that game again. Cause, and then unlocking the the bonus levels that were all like super hard. They were um, so much fun. Like after, I remember like keeping that game in my 3DS, and I would play it for like an hour to an hour and a half every night before I went to bed. I want to say 3D Land is the first Mario game that I ever five gold starred. Um, but so um, yes, yeah, so, so um, but. And then I guess the uh, the the other big memory I have of the 3DS, besides like you know like multiplayer games and stuff like that that I used to play, but the hours and hours and hours I poured into Animal Crossing, because I never thought I'd be I'd get into a game like Animal Crossing, and yet here I am just spending every waking hour I have pulling weeds and catching bugs and opening fortune cookies and I don't know just I... did you get into Animal Crossing Wild World nope the only Animal Crossing game I've ever played is New Leaf same actually well I've, I've dabbled but I can't get into them after I played New Leaf um, so my memory is a little more like Matt's in that it's kind of a pile of memories rather than one specific one but um yeah, I was a junior in college when the 3DS came out, so, you know, I had a lot of free time and whatnot. And um, I spent a lot of time dabbling with Street Pass when it first came out. You know, I was living on oh, a college campus. Street Pass. Yeah, I was living on a college campus. I was taking a bunch of classes. So there were a lot of opportunities to just kind of carry the system with me throughout the day, pass by a lot of other young people. And, you know, just get a bunch of Street Pass data, solve puzzles, do the dungeon stuff, you know. I really got into that. Um, I also spent a lot of time just exploring all of the, like, prepackaged minigames that came with the system. In part out of necessity, because the only game I had for the first two or three months when I got the 3DS was Street Fighter. So I played a lot of Street Fighter, and I played a lot of those other minigames to try to pass the time. I think that eventually... A very good version of Street Fighter. I oh, it say. absolutely is. It's my only my only problem is I'm not very good at side sc- or side <laughs> scrolling beat 'em up or what what would you even call Just it? A, fighters, si- a sideways, yeah, a traditional fighters. fighter. Yeah, yeah, they don't they one don't on work. One fighters. They don't they don't work well for me. But um, <laughs> at least not online. But I had a lot of fun offline. But. Um, yeah, no. And that's I just, how I, I play them. If I don't have somebody else sitting next to me to play it, I just play against the computer on slightly less than normal difficulty. <laughs> I um, I think the thing that really did it for me for the 3DS was I've never had a Nintendo system that had as much like prepackaged fun for me right off the bat as that did. You know, between the AR cards you could do, or you could do like the dragon and the fishing and stuff, and just all the street passing day after day after day. It really was kind of a, a console that at least gave me personally a lot of enjoyment even before I started getting games for it. So I've never really had that again with another Nintendo system. You know, the Wii had Wii Sports, and that was a biggie for a while, but there, there hasn't really been another system that came with so many, like, apps right off the bat that it's like, oh, look at this. Let's do this. The so world there's... ends with you. Yeah. I just want to say is a, is another game that like if I'm thinking back oh no that was was that that was, that was original DS, DS I think that was, okay so yeah. never mind for some reason so, I, I, I thought which that. you could play on a 3DS thanks to backwards compatibility yeah. so and a switch Go on, well Steve. let's not do that one one thing that I had actually forgotten to bring up um, the 3DS is the reason that I'm into Monster Hunter because playing yep. Monster Hunter on the 3DS with Mike and Lucas 
after listening to Matt and Holly and whoever else that was always talking about Monster Hunter. Um, but yeah, playing that with uh, Mike and Lucas is the reason I got into Monster Hunter. So, you know, I've got to give it some Don't credit there, me. too. Yeah, and I mean, for me, Monster Hunter was largely a Wii U experience, but I can't deny that we put a ton of hours into the 3DS version, so. All right, we well, this was a ton more into the other. A lot. This was a lot for one question, Matt. Did you have a final thought before we moved on? I did. I had one more final thought because it was the time where I was really into, like, Twitter and stuff like that. So, like, shared experiences was a big thing, too. I never got, like, to do the Street Pass stuff as much as, like, I wished I could have been able to. Like, it just never clicked in my area and stuff. Yeah. But just doing the, like, just being on Twitter during the time of, of the 3DS and, like, really kind of being able to embrace, like, other fans and enjoy that kind of fandom together, that was really cool. And, uh... Yeah, it, honestly, it makes me think of, like, the time that I spent with Nintendo Fever and doing that podcast with Holly. And the very first time that I ever actually played The Legend of Zelda was with my 3DS. So, like, that is a fantastic memory. Like, coming to the conclusion of, like, this is the game that truly is so special. is it, That was awesome. That was fantastic. Well, and the um, the Wii U actually gave me that same experience because, you know, it was it was the Project Cafe back before it was the Wii U. Yeah. It had its own social media platform, which admittedly was weak, but, you know. But it was fun. I, well, and that well, was I miss a, Miiverse. And, well, I and, do, too. And Miiverse. Miiverse is where I met Mike, and it was through Mike that I ended up coming on to Nintendo Fever and eventually coming on to Infendo Radio and meeting all of you guys. So, you know, I, I owe the Wii U a lot of credit for that honestly for kind of it's making crazy that first connection so yeah you never know where you're gonna meet people and <laughs> you know change your life um all right steve please get us out of this sappy talk with something a little bit more fluid. all right well since we don't want to do sappy the bryanosaurus asks us you go somewhere important say somewhere like your boss's house fancy party etc when you go to the bathroom there's a skid mark on the inside of the bowl not yours someone else's there's a toilet brush available. Do you, and I'm going to make you guys wait until I've finished reading all three choices. A, clean somebody else's poo so no one thinks it was yours. B, leave it and risk someone assuming that you blew up their bathroom. Or C, the only correct answer, try to pee it off. That's always a fun little game. I have done that at all multiple right, so we know important what, places. We know what Steve's guess is. I'm not, I'm not touching it. I didn't make it. People yep. can assume what they want to assume, but that's not how I roll, so B. I'm a janitor, A. Well, I mean, I'm not currently a janitor, but I've had that job enough times and long enough that that dirty stuff bothers me. Except my house. My house is always a mess. Matt? I, 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 uh, 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 uh. This is so we have A, B, so and C hearing, so far. What I'm hearing, what it's I'm up hearing to is, you, Matt. You're the deciding vote. What I'm hearing is you want to say B, but really in your heart you're feeling C. That's I'm going to definitely be a B. I am going to leave it. As you said, it's not mine. I ain't going to. I mean, it was there It was there when I showed up, and I'm not <laughs> making assumptions about other people. Yeah. Therefore, other people shouldn't be making assumptions about me based upon them entering the Skidmark bathroom. And if they are, screw them. You know, screw you didn't them. do it. You got that. All right. I don't need to be invited here again. I don't even like these people. There's your answer. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, we're going to yeah. take another quick break, and we'll be right back with Change the System. Would you like to play a game? Well, too bad you can't. That's our job. But you can give us some suggestions over at patreon.com slash infendoradio. 
it is time for Change the System, which is the last segment of the show, actually, before we say our goodbyes. It's also the most interesting segment for a lot of us, because it's where we get to talk incessantly about the games that we've been playing this week. Um, has anybody been playing anything mind-blowing? Anybody want to go first here and just, you know, shake us all up? I'll, I have, I'll go first. I have a quick question that I'd like to ask very briefly before, <laughs> before you answer, yes. just because I'm curious. Go ahead. Uh, has anybody taken advantage of any of the crazy awesome sales that have happened over the past like three weeks? Okay, that's uh, I, yes. I, I, I I'm, wanna... uh, yeah. No? I'm I'm, I'm more certain... the I'm I'm more the kind of person that sees Civilization Sixes on sale, doesn't buy it because he's convinced he's never going to play it, uh-huh. and then um, picks it up when it's full price a few weeks later. So. That's kind of what I did with Final Fantasy yeah. Nine. Only I was waiting for them to patch the music glitch. I still haven't played it yet, but I paid full price for it. Mm. So, speaking of games that have been on sale, I actually bought two games this week that awesome. were on sale, neither of which I've played yet, but SteamWorld Heist and Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. Um, games I have been playing. I got into Tetris 99 for the weekend because they released another theme. They did another... Uh, God, I don't even Cup. Maximus Cup, I think they're called. Yeah. Yeah. So they did one of those this weekend, and if you earn 100 points, which is rather easy to do if you play, if you're not good, play like 20 rounds of it and you're good. If you're good, you can get it in like 5 or 10, or if you're really good, you can get it in 1. But if you get 100 Maximus points, you get a free theme. And this theme was based on Splatoon to coincide with this weekend's Splatoon 2 final Splatfest. So yeah, so I got my Splatoon theme um, in Tetris uh, 99. So that's the second theme I've got, because I got the Game Boy theme. Um, The other thing I've been playing this weekend is Crash Team Racing. Uh, Since the 3rd of July, they have been doing basically a a promotion Grand Prix thing, where if you get enough in-game currency, you can get downloadable content characters that are only available through that cup. And I thought, oh great, I'm going to be playing a lot of Crash this month. And then I realized that much like a battle pass in Rocket League or Fortnite or something like that, it's too hard to unlock everything in there unless you're playing for two or three hours every single night. And I'm not willing to commit that that. kind of time to a mascot racer. Exactly. (laughs) I'm 35, married, full-time job. I don't have time to play a single game for three or four hours every night for four weeks. Which is so why I, I basically haven't team racing for me. Yeah, which is why I basically haven't unlocked anything in Mario Kart Eight unless it unlocked playing multiplayer. Because right. I I bought it for the multiplayer and I'm the cart that I usually use is one of the I think it's either one of the default carts or one of the first few you unlocked. And after that I'm like, Okay, I got everything I need. Wait, so I, I missed that. Why is Crash right. Team Racing suddenly dead to us? <laughs> It's dead to me because it's impossible for me to unlock everything in it in the limited amount of time you have You're to unlock not, everything. You don't have to unlock to, everything, to, though. To hit, well, well, but here's the... Here's yes, the, I here's do this, that. You don't okay, know but, how I am as a person. <laughs> okay, but, but even with that, here's the big critique that I have with Crash Team Racing. Um, even though there's no microtransactions in the game, the in-game store is set up like a microtransaction store, a.k.a. like Fortnite. Yep. So um, the, the things that you can unlock change from day to day, which is really annoying. 
So you have to right. save up a bunch of in-game right. currency by racing and racing and racing. But then to unlock the things you want to unlock, you have to like wait 24 hours for the store to refresh because it's only going to show you a couple yep. of things you can purchase each day. So that's that's right. that's a bit as of an odd as, as odd as as odd as this is going to sound. This game would benefit from a season pass that just unlocks everything. Mm, and for everybody that hates season passes and whatnot or do it like rocket league does you know pay x amount of money to boost your season a little bit i'd be okay with that i'm in disagreement with you on this one i think it's refreshing to have a game where you can actually unlock stuff yourself again because i i don't think there's enough of that in today's day and age i think that's been replaced it's been replaced by purchasing stuff but i prefer to just put time into the game you know that's and that's the the fun i don't i don't have time to put into a game so i mean even though i prefer not to spend extra money if i can throw an extra five ten bucks at a game depending on the you know base price and have everything right off the bat i probably would prefer to do that it's never that low amount of money though is the problem like uh the one thing that stopped me from buying um nba playgrounds 2 because i really liked nba playgrounds 1 a lot is the game costs thirty dollars, and then to buy the quote-unquote unlock pack, it was another like twenty dollars. Okay, so why not just that, sell the so game? That's one of the reasons right. I have been hesitating on Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, because I really want the game, but I really want everything in the game, and everything in the game is like ninety bucks. Pass. Yeah. Okay, so 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 brief opinion time on this one. I kind of feel like right. gaming, like real gaming, is playing a game and unlocking stuff through the gameplay. And I feel like the the buying stuff, the buying stuff right. route is more of like, you know, oh, I don't have time, so this is how I choose to do it. But I kind of feel like right. if you've hit a point where you don't have time for a game to unlock stuff, maybe that just isn't a game that you should, you know, get. Like, like for me, and I'm not, I'm not why, saying, why I'm not, not saying have don't it both be but, the option. But, but, right, but, that's kind of what I'm saying. Well, you can't. Is, no, right. you can. It's, it's just, I, it's just a little weird that way, you know. I mean, like, imagine if like. I don't know, you got two friends, and they're both playing Smash Bros, and one guy actually, like, works to unlock his stuff, and the other just pays to buy it. It just feels... It feels as, like right. the start of some weird, like, dystopian thing, you know? I, as, I don't like it. As long so as you're not getting, like, a, there's an a detail that to having certain things I, unlocked. I still, I still kind of don't like it, honestly. I, I, even, if it's, even if it's all cosmetic. To me, the, the idea that, like, you unlock stuff, like, that's just gameplay, and... If you don't have time to do it, maybe you just well, don't have as much time to play games anymore, you know? Okay, so there's one point that, that I that failed to mention that I think is where we kind of... There's there's one point I forgot, I forgot to mention where I think is why we're getting off the rails. Yeah. The reason I take issue with this content not being able to, unlo- to be unlocked after a certain point is because it throws it in your face. Those DLC characters that's, are on the main screen that's fair. as locked, and their skins that you can never get are on the character select screen as locked. That's fair. But and you I cannot you, get those after I, this cup. But I believe you can get everything, can't you? They say, according to what the, the in, a, according oh. to what the in-game menu looks like, it seems like they are only for the duration of the cup. See, I'm so I need so, to do a little bit more reading on that. I'm I'm always so sketchy about that because even like with the Tetris stuff, like I see people getting these themes, and I'm like, I'd like that, but I don't really want to play Tetris. But I, I have to believe that they're gonna bring them back at some point. Yeah, I know the irony. <laughs> there. 
Like no, like I'd I'd like right. to when I when I do have the feeling of wanting to play Tetris, I'd like to play it with a Splatoon theme. But yeah. I don't want to sit down and spend a few hours right. of my Saturday doing that, you know. So I've opted Agreed. not to do it. But I have to believe at right. some point they're going to bring those things back because permanently locking. Them, I, I've always and felt that's this what way. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I think I think it's more marketing, honestly, because permanently locking the content right. is not great. That's a bad but idea. either I agree. either way, I so, hope that you'll at least keep Crash on your system because I prefer to play that with you as opposed to like Mario Kart if we want to play a right. racing game. I, Mario Kart, it, it's a great game. I love Mario Kart. Matched in that game. Well, not just that either, but um, I've just played so much of Mario Kart 8 that it's gotten kind of stale for me, you know? Right. But Crash Team Racing is something entirely new that I've never played before that I actually got into when I tried it. Right. So. For me, for me, it's more of that. But anyway, so let me t- let me tell you, let me tell you where I'm at with that. Yeah, and I'm then going keep, to keep going with your change the, the, the third cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just have one more quick game. Um, I'm gonna keep it until the end of the cup, or until the end of the third cup, excuse me. And then once I find out if those things are still unlockable, if they are, I'm keeping the game. If they're not, I'm selling the game. That's what it's All gonna right. come down to. If See, after I'm... the cups end and that content is permanently locked, I am completely out. I find that such a shame because I feel like you're giving up a good opportunity to like have some fun and multiplayer over the fact that you might not be able to but imagine, everything. But imagine Mario Kart where they say, hey, for a limited time, you can unlock Waluigi. We're going to stick him on your character select screen and yeah, it's going to be locked and we're going to put some ungodly thing on it. And I if you can't unlock it, you're stuck I, I with think that this locked is where, I get it, where but I still select. like playing Mario Kart is the yeah. thing. Like, I, I, I bought the game to play the game. To yeah. unlock the characters, that's... And this is where we differ. Yeah, that's differ. secondary to me. Like, I, I'm still going to want to play the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know? did, you, so did you buy every piece of DLC right. for Smash Brothers? I did. Do you play with for, every... Indie? For the last two Smash Brothers. Yeah, I, but no. are you... So but you I have it to support character? the game. I don't think nope. they need your support. In fact, I barely play Smash. That is the one anyway. game you do not need to support. The, <laughs> that, that, I agree that right, we should support all third-party AAA games and stuff like that. Like, if we should buy games right. that we don't like just so that we can help make sure that more games come to the system. But at yeah. the same time... Right. Steve's, Steve's got a pretty strong mentality for that, though. He pays for what he likes and yeah. he doesn't for uh, what good, he doesn't. Good, so. it's just, but he also yeah, we, pays, yeah, but pays for what I like and I pirate that he doesn't necessarily need because it's there. We just definitely right. differ on this because to me that's cutting off your nose to spite your face because right. you could still have a lot of fun playing the uh-huh. game. You just have to deal with the fact that there's stuff that right. you'll never be able to get that they're waggling in your face. But you know. Which, and, I mean, the, and I mean, these I'm, are my OCD tendencies coming yeah, to light. It, it's it's you, I guess, you know? But See, and I mean, mm-hmm. this is slightly off topic, but I'm kind of in a similar issue with Mortal Kombat because, you know, they've released some new characters and and I want those new characters, and they're there on the character select screen. There they are, but you gotta pay for mm-hmm. this forty dollars season pass or buy them piecemeal for six bucks a piece. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want that. I want those characters in the game right. as they okay. come out. Okay, last point, and then we have to move on to Steve's other games, or this is going to be all right. right. But um, I will say one area where I agree with you in is when Injustice came to the Wii U. Um, you know, the, the DC fighting game. They cut yeah. off the DLC for um, for the Wii U version prematurely, so we missed yeah. out on Martian Manhunter, uh, Zatanna. I think it was Zatanna, I forget. But we missed out on characters, basically. Um, those and characters they never released a well, that's, complete version. That's it. Those characters weren't um, waggled in your face. They just never showed up. But I was so annoyed with that game that it actually put a sour taste in my mouth, and I couldn't enjoy it anymore. 
I really liked it. But when I when I felt right. like we were getting the shaft, and as a Nintendo gamer, that's something that you feel like you get a lot, especially back in yes. the Wii U games. You know, like like that. It was just like, oh, okay, we don't get the full version. We you're not even giving us the option to to give you money give for you it. Money like, for yeah, yeah like that that felt really bad. And like as much as I loved the game, it soured the game for me to the point where I couldn't play it anymore. That's probably about as connected right. to your experience as I can get with this. Right. So my other game that I've been playing is Dr. Mario World. I think I am 88 levels into the story mode. I'm just about... I think I finished the second world, and I'm just starting the third world. The game itself is phenomenal. There are worlds? These, <laughs> I've only the, played yeah. the level 20. I never the, downloaded well, that the, it. That mul- is the name of the worlds. game. <laughs> here's, here's my issue. There's a couple times where I've bought Unlimited Lives for a one-hour period. And every, censor me here, every fucking time I buy the unlimited level, the unlimited lives, I'm sorry, Eugene, the game servers will cut out. And when the game server cuts out, it freezes uh... and makes you lose your time and lose the level. Funny so how that always seemed to I happen refuse... to me in Pokemon when I was doing gym battles or raid battles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I absolutely refuse to put any more money into that game. I absolutely refuse to put any money into it, period. So, you know, that'll be an easy decision for me. Yeah, moral of the story, don't put money into mobile games. Oh, man, I'll tell you. That's why I don't play them. Other than that, it's fantastic. That's why I don't play them, though. I have such an addiction problem with that. I will put money into a mobile game, so I just prefer not to touch them. Unless it's a phenomenal game... They're they're built they're built to prey off of addictions and I right. apparently have that right personality type so I just yeah see like I played uh, Pokemon Shuffle uh, for quite a while Pokemon Shuffle until, yeah until I reached a point where I basically had to pay money to keep going I'm like yep nope I'm done with this game and that's yeah. what Doctor Mario is going to be for me I mean and it's funny yeah. because I spent money on Mitomo. Mitomo, which which did not require you spend any money. There wasn't a game. There was no progression. It was just, but I spent money on it to get certain things because I enjoyed them. And again, this is the you know supporting the the software you that you want to see more of. Screw you, Nintendo. Um, but uh, yeah, like Doctor Mario. I love Doctor Mario. I'm I'm liking the mobile game so far. But if it ever reaches a point where I have to spend money on it. No. I'm, I'm done. It, it doesn't reach the point where you have to, but it reaches the point where you can. And I decided, what the heck? I'll spend five bucks on Unlimited Lives for an hour's worth of gameplay, and I didn't even get my full hour. So I'm like, all right, you had your chance. You blew it. Okay. And now I'm warning all of our listeners. Uh, PSA. So yeah. So, But other than that, I'm really enjoying the game. It's a, it's a bad pooping game because I'll I'll play it for like forty five <laughs> minutes and then my legs are numb. So it's see not my a good my game. issue with my I never issue. Got now, into do you poop games. do you play like Doctor Mario like traditional Doctor Mario? No. This is my problem with the game is that it's not actually Doctor Mario. <laughs> I mean it is, but Steve, have you, do you play? Have you ever played like I, original? I, yeah, Mario? I, I've played it, and I just prefer the newer stuff. Okay, see, and I'm a fan of the original stuff, so this one's kind of weird to me because it isn't traditional Dr. Mario, 
Where's the tra traditional Mario, Dr. Mario mode? I don't understand why they don't have some sort of... Yeah, it's weird that yeah, they just put that in I think, it's so simple. I think, I mean, I was going to say I think the reason for it is because it wouldn't work well with the touchscreen, but I could see them just basically flipping the board over and, you know... But I think it worked think... fine. Like, I, I'm not a fan of this the, new the ver The Versus variation. mode... No, the Versus mode is the closest thing you're going to get to traditional Dr. Mario. The I Versus mode it. is very good. I mean, uh, you well, haven't down, tried it? Download it, try it. I was very it, turned free. off from the single-player mode. Like, I played the level try, 20, and I was hey, very turned versus. off by how it was done. Hey, guys, this was a really good uh, Steve's change the system, but we still got three to go, so would somebody else like <laughs> to take over now? Coconut. Well, so, yeah, I've also been playing Dr. Mario World, and I'm That's liking it. I don't know whether I love it. I've played it for a while. Um, I will probably continue to play it again as a pooping game and as a, you know, waiting at the doctor's office sort of game, but um, just like every other Nintendo game game, it's not going to be like on the front, a mobile game that is. Um, it's not going to be on the front of my mind whenever I'm looking for something to do. Um, what I actually have been playing a lot of in the past week um, hasn't even been on Nintendo. I got sucked back into Far Cry 5 on my Xbox One. And uh, I've been playing quite a bit of that lately, actually. And um, I, I love this game. Like, it's... I, a lot of the things that I loved about Far Cry 2, which is the only other Far Cry game that I've played, are missing from Far Cry 5. Like, there are a lot more gamey elements to 5 that I kind of wish weren't there. But overall, it's, it's a great game and uh so last night i was doing a mission like you have like certain places that have been taken over by this cult and when you liberate that area basically kill everybody in the cult who've taken over the area you know you your you progress in the game and your influence on the area increases well i was doing one of these uh one of these missions and a part, my partner, who had been, you know, just an NPC partner, who had been with me for, God, at least half of my time playing the game, got killed in the battle. And, like, I'm like, wow, I forgot how emotional it is to have something like this happen in a game. Like, she was just an NPC. Like, there was nothing, like, you know, they don't flesh out stories or anything like that, but... There's just this idea of this person who's been with me all this time and been in all these firefights and rescued me when I got shot and whatnot. And now she's gone and I'll never have her as a partner again. And those are the type of things that I think Far Cry does well is like you get an attachment to these non-playable characters just by interacting with them. Uh, besides that... Um, I played a little bit of Minecraft because now that my mansion is built and I have my portal to the the Nether, um, I I had nothing better to do, so I decided I'm going to dig a second basement in my mansion and put a swimming pool down there. So um, so I started digging that. Uh, Brannosaurus was nice enough to get me some glowstone, which is going to be basically the the floor of my pool. And uh, so I'll probably get to work on that tonight or some other night. But nobody else plays Minecraft with me much anymore. So I kind of basically Minecraft for me is not as much fun when there isn't somebody else in there playing with me. So, but yeah, Minecraft, Far Cry 5, 
Mario Maker. <laughs> That's about it. Cool. Very nice, very nice. Matt? Okay, uh, yeah, I have been playing quite a few games. I bought a lot of games. So I have recently, so I made $20 last absolutely a mile, which I feel pretty good about because there was some amazing sales that happened recently on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Like, I, I mean, stunning, in my opinion. Games that I personally have been wanting to get for a very long time, and they were at just all-time low prices. And then there was a bunch of, like, novel games that cost me $0.09, cents, which... I know that there's like kind of like an odd uh, debate if these games should be on the system, if they're worth it on the system, like all those kind of pieces of, of the puzzle, honestly. But like to me, these games give me so much enjoyment, both with my, my kids as like novelty games, but even just like it's amazing how like a game that cost me a nickel, I will spend more actual gameplay time on than some games that I've spent $60 on. It's it's crazy to me, but uh, to start it off, the very one of the very first games that I bought in this whole big sale thing is a game called Frost, which is a single player survival card game. And if you've never heard of this game, I highly recommend going and checking it out. I don't think it's on sale anymore, but I got this for like four dollars, and it was it's been so much fun. I've already put in an hour, two hours, where you're just trying to make your way up a, a mountain, and you get it by having cards that are drawn every single round. And then you have to make a decision if you're trying to craft something or if you're trying to play like an event card. Very, very cool. It has a really neat graphical art style. It's a snow-covered mountain. Look it up. It's called Frost. And I love it. I think it's been a really, really fun game. Uh, the next game that I spent a quarter on was a game called Digger Man, which is literally just a game where you push left and right and you're trying to dig down a cave and you just you, you die and you go back. It's basically a roguelite, okay? Like all these like quarter die arcade high score games they're like roguelike if you really think about it like if you like put yourself in this like mind frame of you're trying to get further every single time you're yeah. unlocking new abilities you're getting different things so you can uh, advance further or you can start further down than you did before honestly these games are the next generation of roguelike games i'm just going to tell you right now if you're looking for your next rogue addiction get games like digger man jumping joe friends and timberman these are these are true <laughs> roguelites. I'm telling you right now. The next game that I got, I'm gonna go through them really quickly. I promise. It's called Suburia City, and if you've ever heard of a game called Triple Town, it's exactly like that. Where you, it's a tile matching game where you're building a city as you're matching tiles. Once again, it's a game that doesn't have a whole lot of complexity or craziness to it, but it's a game that I've been wanting for a long time because it's a fun uh, time killer game and. It's weird in my older age of playing video games. I love playing deep, rich, story-driven, lots of gameplay hours and all that kind of stuff. But I really do enjoy playing games that take me 15 minutes at a time, and then I can put it down, walk away, and not worry about it for a couple days. Like, I really, really like the ability to play a game and step away from that game. I think it's fun. Then uh, there's some more sales that happen, and I got a game called Totes the Goat. And if you haven't heard of this game, it's made by the guy, Joel's Watchem, who is from Renegade Kid. He went off and he did his, this uh, game this game company called Atui. And this is one of those games that they made. It was originally for a smartphone. He's, and it was like... He's I the think same was, guy that did Mutant Muds. Same guy that did Mutant Muds. Uh, same guy that did Dimensium the Ward. Same guy yep. that did uh, Moon. Uh, very long history. If you don't know much about Renegade Kid and Joel's Watchem chicken wiggle uh go and look him up he's a super interesting guy he was the very first person that me and holly ever did an interview with on nintendo fever which was one of the 
best moments of my life. It was it was a, it was amazing time. Uh, the next game that I bought for like nine cents was called Membrane. And if you don't know what this game is, yes, Justin again, reviewed. I it. reviewed this game. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's just weird and awesome and like an acid trip. No, I've never done acid, but it's just crazy. It's absolutely you you build things by shooting out blood, and then you destroy things by shooting out triangles. You can't tell me there's some sort of membrane because they just look like triangles. That's what I'm going to refer to them as. Uh, I've played that one for a little while. The game that I've spent the most time with, though, is the game that I, 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 I almost swore I messed up when I purchased this game, and I'm I'm actually embarrassed to tell this story, but I'm going to anyways because I like all y'all. Uh, this game has two versions on the eShop. One version is a deluxe version that includes both pieces of DLC with it. This version that I stupidly bought does not include the DLC included with it. And Crap. this version cost more money than the version that included the DLC with it. Oh, and goody. when I went... Okay, so here's what happened. I was like, am I going <coughs> to buy this game? I don't know if I'm going to buy this game. I scrolled down. I scrolled past it. And then I was like, ah, you know what? I really want that game. It looks great. I scrolled up really quickly. I stopped when I saw the game, and I quickly hit the buy button without ever checking what it was that I was buying. And I did not buy the deluxe version and I am stuck with a version that does not include the DLC and there's no way that Nintendo allows for uh, returns or refunds when it comes to mispurchasing a game of some kind so I one day will have to spend more money to buy the DLC because this game is fantastic it is Pixel Junk Monsters 2 and if you don't know what that is it's a tower defense game where you control this little dude and you run around and you get trees and you make the trees into your turrets so that you can uh, destroy the enemies that are coming towards you. It's very fast-paced. There's a great third-person view that you can actually go down and see what your guy is seeing. It's 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 such a fluid, and um, there's so much reward for everything that you do, and you're so capable of um, putting yourself in a position to feel like a god when it comes to destroying the enemies that are coming towards you, which is the best feeling in the world when it comes to a tower defense game, obviously. So just fan freaking fantastic i love that game it's been awesome and those are the main games that i have been spending my time with and uh, i feel like i really made a 20 dollars uh stretch the length of a mile because there is still like three other games that i purchased that i'm not going to bother talking about at the moment because i know that you guys are running out of time and i could talk forever about games and i don't want to keep you guys here forever so yeah i think yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun well, mine changed the system is nothing compared to that because I really haven't been playing much of anything. Um, two games, Bioshock on uh, the PS3 and <laughs> God Eater 3 on the Switch. Both really good games. Um, Bioshock definitely shows its age. The last time I played it, I basically just watched my roommate play it in college. Um, it's, it's a clunker. But it's still a good game. The, the one thing that it does absolutely fantastic is atmospheric horror. Like when you walk down a corridor and you see a shadow and somebody speaks and the lights go out and the lights go on and they're gone. Like, What are the last great games that do that, in my opinion? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Truly, truly. Um, yeah, no, it really takes advantage of what it had. It's a phenomenal game, phenomenal game for its time, but as someone who's coming into it after having the nostalgia blindness of just having watched the entire thing the first time, <laughs> there's some issues. It's annoying that big daddies are so ridiculous ridiculously hard to kill and that when you die instead of just respawning at your last save it puts you back in a chamber and takes away all your health and bullets that you expended on them so then you've got to go out and farm for money again or or do what i do save often and reload every chance you get but um yeah there's 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 a few 
things that make me go, oh yeah, this is an older game. Um, God Eater 3. Really enjoying that. Um, me what and is God Eater 3? God Please Eater, tell me. God Eater is like Monster Hunter Lite, and I hate to I hate to make that comparison. I like this. So cool. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's much more anime than Monster Hunter, so bear with that if that's not your style. If it is, you're in for a good time. But um, the, the battles usually take anywhere from like 5 to 10 minutes as opposed to like 40 to 50. It's not going to be a long haul kind of game, but it's a good quick burst game. Um, the, the biggest kind of uh, barrier of entry for me, I guess, and I'm thankful that I have someone like Minus to play it with because he's pretty... Er, Minus, I'm sorry, Phantom. Oh, God, I'm still doing that, and we barely even talk to Minus right now. Um, but the reason that I'm thankful that I have someone like Phantom to play that with is that he's a pretty relaxed guy, um, which is good because if I was playing with someone who's really judgmental, they might have a lot of trouble with it because unlike Monster Hunter... Um, there's not a separate mode for online. You just play through the entire campaign, which is this, you know, every other battle you're seeing a cutscene and stuff. You're playing through that with another person, up to however far the lowest level person is. So me and Phantom are both at kind of the same rank right now, and we're just kind of going through the story together and watching it while we voice chat. But if, you know, if I was playing with somebody who, like, had places to be and wanted to get going and didn't like all the cutscenes, then it'd be a real drag. Because, you know, I'd be trying to enjoy the plot and they'd be doing their own thing. So, Do you get matched up with people randomly if you're not playing with, like, someone that you choose to? You get matched up with the AI characters that you meet throughout the game. And the AI is actually, like, they're player competent. Like, you, there's literally, you literally don't feel any lack of advantage for playing solo. The, the, the other players play that well. So really, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, if you want to play with friends, you can, but you also don't have to. You can go through the whole game solo. I'm enjoying it a lot, and from what uh, my friend Corey tells me, it gets a lot more intense as you get to, like, the end. Right about now we're fighting, far, like, medium. Yeah, uh, hmm? About how far are you, do you feel? Um, well, we're at rank three right now. I think it goes up to rank eight, and the missions seem to be getting more numerous with every, you know, playthrough. There's also some extra content and stuff like that, challenges to complete and whatnot. But we haven't encountered any large enemies yet. I think we've only gotten to the medium-sized ones, which are like your basic monster hunter enemies. And I think they go up to like you know like gigantic. So don't they go up to like uh, what's it, what's that game on PS2 that everybody loved where you kill the monsters? Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Colossus. Yeah, I think they, I, I think they get pretty big. So I'm I'll, I'll have exactly. more to report on that in the coming weeks as I play cool. through it again. I'm kind of wanting to. So I've got two characters because I have a lot of trouble deciding whether I want my character to be male or female. So I end up doing both, like I did in Monster Hunter. I've got my female character that I'm just kind of playing through at my own pace, and I'm kind of keeping my male character for Phantom. I'm not 100% sure if he's waiting for me, but I think he is, because it's more of a game that's enjoyable to do together. So mm. with any luck, we'll just kind of cut through it together and, you know, have a blast. But I really like it. Um, also, that, that kind of does it for my change the system, but I did want to throw out a quick thank you. I don't think we got alerted to it, or if we did, we were in the middle of a game or something, but we actually got an anonymous donation for five bits through our Twitch live stream tonight. <laughs> um, again, it says anonymous, so we have no idea who did it, but thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. The support means a lot, and it really helps us you know, keep going. So mm -hmm. thank you for that, whoever you are. <clears throat> and with that, I think my change the system is all done, so if you guys are cool, we'll say our goodbyes and get out of here. All right. Um, well, we usually do this in Fendo tradition. Um, Matt, where can the people find you when you're not on 
in Fendo Radio? Well, uh, you can find me all over the place uh, on Twitter, where I frequent quite often. Uh, especially recently, I've kind of I took a break from Twitter for quite a while, and I I felt like I missed out on some stuff that I really enjoyed about Twitter. I love the ability to really connect on a pretty easy and quick level with people on Twitter. So you can find me at only Matt Dozen on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at only Matt Dozen. That's M A T T D E S I N D. Uh, also, you can find me on a podcast that I do. Uh, it is not video game related. It's actually about hookah. If you're interested or curious as to what that is, well, then jump on over and we'll teach you all about it if you're 18 and older uh, or 21 and older, <laughs> depending on the state in or, which you live in. Or literally like any of the kids that stayed up after 10 p.m. at the University of Tampa. They're not allowed to watch this. Don't screw up well, my YouTube I say, channel. I say kids, but we were all 17, 18. So. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> So if you're interested in that, it is called the AM Hookah Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, which is where we mainly exist is on YouTube. AM Hookah, H-O-O-K-A-H, podcast. And we're also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AM Hookah. I think my other channel was actually commenting a little bit on the stream because of of reasons. But, yeah, you can find me on those places. Uh, Yeah, the podcast that I run is much different compared to this one. So if you're looking for something maybe to listen to besides this and you're curious as to what hookah is, head on over and check it out. We also do an audio podcast as well. If you have any questions at all, let me know. I'm in the uh, Infendo Discord. I know I don't jump around there very often and stuff, but uh, I do like Discord a lot. I wish I was in Discord more often because I love the way that this, this setup is for just... It's just an ongoing conversation, and I love yeah. it. I really do. Yeah, it's nice. All right. Well, um, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. He's a um, good follow, by the way. I just want to say that I really enjoy following <laughs> Justin quite a bit. Uh, if you are looking for someone to follow, follow Justin. Okay, he's he's worth Twitter if, alone. If if I wrote as much on Infendo as I do on at Infendo Justin, I would actually probably have out an article a week. But unfortunately, I'm not one of those people who gets typically gets my blog thoughts out spontaneously. So when I'm thinking spontaneously and writing spontaneously, it's usually on Twitter. Um, but so yeah, I guess if you're as interested in stuff like that as Matt is, then uh, follow me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. Um, if you are into Disney World, Disney parks, Disney culture, follow me on Twitter at Utilidork. I haven't spelled it in a while, so um, in case you don't know what that is, it's U T I L I D O R K. Um, and go to utilidork.com to find my blog and links to other stuff I plan on doing with the website. Um, oh, and uh, on my uh, Infendo Justin uh, profile has my switch code if you want to send me a friend request. So, Cool. Steve? Um, since everybody else is spelling theirs out, you can find me at Gentus1 on Twitter. That's J E N. T-A-S, the number one. Um, you can also follow me at twitch.com slash gentus. I do have some streams planned for the future. I've just been way too busy to execute them lately. Cool. Well, um, and Eugene would always say if you're going to do one thing for him, it would be to follow us on the Infendo Discord. A lot of bumping, happening people up in there, or something like that. So anyway, that's my, my shout out via Eugene. 
Um, as for me, you can find me on my website, which is chromatichue.com, which is C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-C-H-U-E.com. Definitely what not going to regret. N- definitely not going to regret naming my game that at any point in time. Um, <laughs> I haven't really been doing live streams, but I have been working really hard on my game. So you can usually find some new content on the website there, or occasionally on Twitter. I also have a page in the Infendo Discord where I post updates on that, so follow me in my journey. I'm a month and a half into my year of giving myself to finish this thing and moving on to other life projects, so come be a part of that with me. Was that the sound of bits? Because I heard I that think, sound I think before. so. I heard it earlier. Yeah, let me look well, into has that. Has Santa come quick. early? Well, it's anyway, that's, um, there, that's pretty much... That's pretty much everywhere you can find me. I will be doing live streams again because they are a good way to help me focus, but lately I've just been doing so much work on the game outside of my usual live streams that I've kind of been wanting to enjoy my nights and do my own thing. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much that. And I guess since we're waiting to figure out if we've got something. Ten, um, ten bits from Anonymous Cheer. Thank you from again, anyone, Anonymous Cheer. Anonymous. Thank you, Thank Anonymous. You. That's really awesome. We really do appreciate it, guys. It means a lot. Yeah. And I'm sorry that this is kind of interrupting the produce show, but, I mean, come join us on the live this show. This is important. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also, you know, we never really talk about this, but check out Infender.com if you get a chance. Um, we've got one of our writers, Colt. He's been doing updates every week about, like, his recommended games for the week. So, you know, there's always something new to check out there. Come be a part of it. We'd love to have you. I'm right, going well, to be posting a review there, probably by the end of next week, actually, for a game that I got a long time ago that I've been working on finishing so that I was able to make the review that I said I was going to do. So expect nice. a review for Sword of Ditto uh, by the end of next week, probably. Oh, I'm so. looking forward to seeing that one. That was actually an interesting nice. game. Cool. Well, then, yeah, come check out Matt's new review in a week or so, probably about the time that this uh, show launches, give or take. Um, all right, well, we're going to get out of here for the night, guys. It has been an extended podcast. Eugene has already yelled at me behind the scenes, so let's let's go home and not do this for another week, all right? Peace. Good night. Bye. Play my Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> all your life, you've wanted to be a game reviewer. You know it's true. Now's your chance. Email us at tips at infendo.com. And you can be reviewer too.